Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. All right. Let us know in the chat what stocks you guys are watching, what you guys are trading. Uh, Donk and Dave. Down 18K, then even, now down forks. Sounds like Dave's had a, a crazy day. Dave, let us know what you're in, what positions you're in to, to have a crazy day like that. It, um, yeah, that's what I was saying. It's been, a, it's been a wild day out there. Yeah, I mean, basically, if you look at any stock right now, most of them are either green and were red or are red and were green. Yep. Um, just just a, a big day of reversals. But Spencer, what about what, what's going on in the crypto market? Yeah, the crypto market uh, is... Is, is sort of its own beast. Uh, no, it's not, because it moves with growth, right? So let's show you what's going on in crypto land right now, because uh, it's one of those days. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> frankly, the color of the map hasn't. Obviously, yesterday, growth sold off hard, especially after the Fed, the FOMC minutes came out. But uh, look, Look at them today, and I'll go to a one minute. You, you get a pop. Um, let's zoom out there. You get a pop off the open. I'm back. What is up, guys? Sorry, our, our, our video in the office crashed. I'm joining from my laptop. I think we got Spencer, too. Oh, oh we, we will be, be back, back, though. Wait, this is weird. So we're on we're on now from our laptops, but our streaming saw our, our – uh, Something just crashed behind the scenes, so we're here from our. We're on our laptops now, and our audio is probably shit. But uh, we apologize for this. Uh, but we're working through it here. When we get back, we'll let you know. Uh, um, anyway, as I was thinking about the 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 arc, right? Your proxy for growth today. It's just the market trying to decide. Um, so you saw two bounces, right? Now let's now let's look at a proxy for value. Okay, Berkshire Hathaway, great proxy for value. Been in favor all year all year being three days, but whatever, right? Underperforming, value underperforming growth today. Very interesting trend at playing out today. Growth bouncing, although it's a, it's a precarious bounce for sure, right? But it is bouncing, value lagging. How is the stock of the year Ford? Look at Ford. Ford is red for the day. So we are seeing a little bit, a little bit of a reversal of yesterday not crazy but it certainly is it's there uh, i did get if you're watching the uh, live trading show this morning i got shaken out of my only active swing trade zillow um at i mean i, I sold it at, at 57 i think 5770 is where i sold um and we got all the way down to like 54 right what was the low today yeah 54 85 um so i'm out of my zillow uh, it's my only active swing, um, but yeah, it, it, it was a pretty pretty rough uh, first half hour for sure. But a lot of stocks in growth land um, are showing some relative strength today, right? You can look at your Roku, right? Check Roku out, guys. Come on, chart. Up one and a half percent today, right? How's Telegraph doing? not bad i mean not bad the last hour or so right last couple hours not not terrible um hour and a half maybe right how's um let's check the big guns right apple is not growth and it's been weak in the last hour and a half right apple is, is uh definitely i mean it is growth but it also isn't growth right it's 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 value tech not uh i don't know it's it's its own thing right 
it, 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 it's, it's a big gun. It's bottom line. Apple, big gun, lagging last hour and a half. Amazon, big gun. Uh, okay, last hour and a half, right? Facebook, Meta, whatever you want to call it. Oh, that's interesting. Look at Facebook today. I did not notice that till just now. Yeah. They, oh, I think I muted it. Okay. Can you guys hear me on Spencer's mic? I think you're okay. Yeah. Either way, Facebook's had a strong day. This is one that I was saying that I think has to catch up to the other names in, in big tech. So your Googles, your Amazons, Facebook's kind of been lagging behind, but um, I like Facebook right here for a swing trade. This is very, I, I have to admit, I just pulled this up. I did not notice this before. And again, we're working through some audio issues and some video issues. Our streaming service just crashed. So, or not our streaming service, but our back end. So we're working on getting that back. And I know our audio probably sounds like shit. We apologize. Um, but we're, we're working through it. Um, how is Tesla doing today? Not great. Actually, I take that back. It's ready for the day. But if you look in the last hour and a half, we've done okay. So again, it's a story of some kind of a reversal, not a crazy reversal, right? You, you can look at the cues as also as in a different proxy. And there's some relative strength, some outperformance. If you want to take any longs here with any of these growth stocks, because they are all down this morning, you can, because you have lows to lean on. You have lows from this morning to lean on, if that's a trade you want to make on the long side. Um, I wouldn't. Um, I, I, you know, I had two swings on for a uh, a Santa Claus slash January rally. I got stopped out of both of them, so I was over two there. Uh, but you could do it because you have lows from this morning. To if you want to buy, I don't know if you want to buy a Palantir here, right? I wouldn't. But if you wanted to, you have a low from this morning. How low did we get in Palantir? Double bottom in the sixteen dollar um, area, right? So you have a level. You have some risk control. Um, so I think it's a very notable um, reaction today to what happened yesterday. Uh, if you're living under a rock and you missed what happened yesterday, the Fed minutes came out at two o'clock, and the minutes, I guess, the, in, in, in the eyes of the market, the minutes painted more of a uh, of a specific picture of when, or provided more color on when the Federal Reserve would consider hey back is our audio back yes excellent you guys can hear us better all right us but i'm pretty sure you should be able to hear us better now um the, the minutes provided more color on when the fed would start selling all the treasuries on their balance sheet um and that is what the market reacted to even though it was discussed a little bit in december uh in the press conference um but that's why we're that's why we're down from yesterday uh we're putting up a fight though putting up a fight so it's again it's a very interesting day here um it, this morning was was everything was down right yeah, it's, was down it, it's hard to tell on a day like that on a day like yesterday spence when everything is down what is really a good buying opportunity but on a day like this where it's a very mixed bag what we can do is we can go through um a lot of the big tech names that got hit yesterday that may be trading five percent lower than they were a week or so ago so let's just run through um you know the biggest names in qqq so okay uh, google amazon yeah. facebook yeah so i i, Apple. I had, that facebook was was a surprise to me google's looking in line with the rest right google's so google's up what 0.7 yeah all right google's up 0.7 apple we already went through uh let's do microsoft 
And again, I'm, I'm mostly watching this from the open. From the open, they all kind of look the same. Let's let's do this. Let's we have Microsoft open. Let's let's just bring up Apple alongside it. Let's bring up uh, Google alongside it, and Facebook, and Tesla, and what's the last one? I, I, Amazon, right? And I just I want I want to see today. Like, what's your, yeah. it's obvious Facebook is showing a lot of relative strength. Yeah. Um, look at Facebook today. Look at that. I don't yeah. know if there's news. I have no idea. I'm just but. Even if there isn't, that's that's this is a great day for Facebook. Um, I'm not seeing any mo- any news on uh, Facebook that that would cause this four percent move. But I do like it. I see someone in the chat, Raz at One Oaks, asking about Facebook as a trade. And because of its relative strength right now, I mean, it does on the daily, like on the um, you know five minute chart or so, look like we could be at a little top right here. So I would wait until. It either drops back down more or we see it coming back up higher. Um, but I do think there's a trade out there on Facebook right now, Spencer. Yeah, this is this is very – I wonder what happens if we just zoom out. Uh, yeah, Tesla is not uh, – Tesla, okay. Um, it's hard to look at these all together on a daily. Let's, let's just go – let's go just to Facebook here on the daily and let's get rid of everything else because it's too much noise. Yeah, and look at I'm looking at Airbnb right now too. Airbnb at one point and and it's in line with a lot of other growth tech names we've seen, but at one point was down about three and a half percent and has come all the way back up in the green and is showing a lot of strength since that bottom there. So I'm gonna keep watching Airbnb throughout the day. Maybe Airbnb is setting up at a swing trade. I mean it's it's at one sixty two right now, Spencer, and it has an all time high of uh, well into the two hundreds. Are are you long Airbnb right now? I am long Airbnb. I don't I'll be honest with you guys, I don't remember. I think my cost base is like one fifty. I don't know, honestly. But wait, can we just on the Facebook thing for one second? Look at this Facebook daily chart. Look at where look at today's low. You have a series of lows and they're not it's not exact, right? Support and resistance isn't always exact, but you have a series of lows in the same area. Today's low, uh, 322. Yesterday's low, 323. A couple of lows from December 21st and 20th. 322, right? A low from December 7th, 321. So you got a, a series of lows down there in the in the 321, 322, 323 range, and that's where we've bounced today. So we've got some support there. That's interesting. And Airbnb, yes, I am long. I am long from I think 150 or 140. I can check for you if you like. I I, I don't remember. I'm pretty bad at remembering where I buy things, um, especially for stocks that are. That are not. This is not a trade for me. This is a longer term. At the very least, at the very least, this will be like a a several month swing trade for me. Um, I could definitely get talked into selling Airbnb. Not right now, um, but I'm not dead set on holding this thing. You know, through the end of the year. Um, my Airbnb. What look, does, does Walgreens Boots Alliance? Is that just Walgreens? Yep. Well, it's actually it's funny you mentioned that because. Uh, the name Walgreens Boots Alliance comes from a, a merger. They merged with, with Boots, which is a, a British um, pharmacy. But then they sold Boots, like last year or two years ago. So now there's no Boots. But it's still called Wall Street But it's still Boots. called Wall Street Boots. Doug, Alliance. I agree. I think Airbnb is setting up for a swing trade. I just don't know. Let, let me know in the chat what you're seeing as a good swing trade for Airbnb. But, yeah, Spencer, we can say something today that we haven't said in a while, really, or talked about on the show. And oh, a couple, couple earnings coming out on Walgreens and uh, oh. Constellation Brands. Wait, Nothing can, crazy. Hey, wait, did you see Bed Bath today? Can we look at Bed Bath? Yeah. Okay, Bath. This, this was like the crazy stock of the morning. Their earnings report was objectively 
horrible. It was really bad. They missed earnings, EPS. They missed their revenue, and their guidance was also light. And yet, and yet, the stock was trading higher. Um, it reversed hard at like the eight uh, when like seven forty five, and it just started ripping higher. Um, it got how high did it get today? It got to sixteen thirty eight. Off the open, sixteen thirty-eight. So with two bucks off that now, is set on live trading. If I if I had any any balls, I would buy a put or short this thing. But I I don't. Um, frankly, um, I'm terrified of a stock like Bear, with Bed Bath, which which has sh- has shown mean potential in the past. But um, I was very bewildered by that move. It makes more sense that it's off its highs of the day, but. Um, Objectively, though, the fact that it's holding some gains is is a great sign for Bed Bath Beyond. Um, I didn't even know ST Zebra reported today. Honestly, um, Constellation Brands. Uh, Raz at One Oaks asking in the chat short term puts on Facebook. I don't know because we can clearly see today that Facebook is out of big tech a favorite right now among investors. I mean, it's up four and a half percent compared to uh, you know the one percent or point seven percent that the other big tech companies are up. So. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how much I like a short here. And we also just talked about that spot that it bounced off of. Um, so I don't know how much you'd be able to squeeze out of that. But I. I think I like Facebook on the long side. I'd be. I'd be more willing to short Facebook if it got to like three fifty or yeah. Facebook at three fifty sets up as the better short, right? Uh, or or the high three forties. I don't know if I'd short it here, but like you, you see what I'm seeing though. You got like one, two, three, four. You got like a several highs in like that 350 area, right? Uh, call it the high 340s, low 350s. So Facebook at 350 sets up as a better short than it, than it does right now. Um, that's just what I'm seeing on, on, on that chart. And sorry, but let me catch up on the chat here because I've been locked in on on my own screen here. Um, Igor says buy more Facebook. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you could you could do that if you have a, you know out or something um stitch fix daniel let's look at stitch fix because that that was one of i think the worst looking charts of the year last year look at this chart last year look at stitch fix look, look at this one year chart let's go to exactly one year what's today the sixth okay this is pretty much exactly one year we of course topped out End of January, like a lot of growth did last year, and then we went straight down, and we're now we're at we've gone from a hundred, no, one thirteen, to now we're at nineteen dollars. Now that being said, let's zoom in, okay? Now let's go back to a daily, but let's let's zoom way in here on this digit. So this is growth, right? I I will say this about Stitch Fix. I don't know if I. If I if I'd feel comfortable buying Stitch Fix here, we talked to this morning about fading pops, right? Selling rips in growth, and more generally, selling rips that are in stocks that are in downtrends. The stock is in a massive, massive downtrend. Um, I would feel much more comfortable shorting Stitch Fix here with my stop being somewhat tight. You know, you throw a stop out at twenty one dollars. Okay, we're at, we're at the high 19, so it's not that much. It's not that far away from now, but it's pretty tight. Uh, shorting at 20, or sh- shorting now, playing for more downside. Um, every rip has been a rip to sell. Every green candle 
has been the green candle to sell in this stock going back one year. I just don't know if, if – is yesterday the bottom? I, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable saying that right now. I'm really not, frankly. Um, and this is what we talk about all the time, right, on pre-market prep on this show is, is just selling rips in stocks and downtrends. Stocks in as, as clear a downtrend as any. I don't know. Um, Focus Teddy. Uh, Aaron Brew, you know what we should do is we should get John G on this show this week if, or next week and to talk about um, the latest in Zing The latest in Zing, in, in Zing coin. Yeah, we should. We should. Um, Doug. Yeah, Doug's saying that uh, Airbnb's got some nice upside. I got to agree. I know Spencer does too. He's long Airbnb. Yeah. Um, I think. I just don't know on the on the swing trade right now, like what my time horizon would be, what my price target would be, um, and it looks like still from that top in, in November, we're still kind of in the in a downtrend until we're not right. On Airbnb, yeah. Uh, let's go to a weekly. You see, yeah. Like- I, I mean, all right. I, obviously, yes, we're in a downtrend. Um, it's not as pronounced though. You know what I mean. Yeah, there are a couple green weeks in there. We're not at all-time lows. We're not, frankly, near all-time lows. All-time low is uh, is one uh, one twenty-one. Yeah, I'd go super long there. I'd buy some leaps right at one twenty-one. Would you at like one eighty? Yeah. Um, there are many, many charts that look worse than this. You know what I mean? A lot yeah. of charts that look worse than that. Stitch Fix. Looks worse than this. Ryan's asking about Sava. We we've talked about Sava on here before, Ryan. I just I stay away from these biotech stocks. Um, pretty much all, all I got to say on that. Oh, that Sava chart actually, just from a chart point of view, doesn't look that bad. No, it doesn't. I like that little rounded bottom that we have right there. Yeah, that that's interesting. You know what's interesting though is like this week. What's that week? That's the week of the twentieth. That's about as almost as neutral a candle as you can find. That that kind of a candle. What's that called? A doji, where where the open and the close are very close together for the week. Tactically speaking, this 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 sets up kind of nicely here. Um, fundamentally, I have absolutely no idea. But just from a chart point of view, this 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 isn't this did is we, not did, that bad. Did we talk about MRO yesterday? Marathon Oil. I think no, that, we didn't. We did not. I thought that might have been one of those Goldman stocks, but I, I actually texted a buddy. Oh yesterday. yes, it was. You're right. Marathon Oil. I think was it was. One of yes. One. This chart looks really good to me. Let's go to a daily. And, and oil prices are rising right now. Demand for for uh, just demand for oil in general will continue to rise as we get out of this pandemic. More people are traveling, etc. So. I don't know. I don't. I don't like oil companies in general as a long-term investment, just because I think there are more exciting and better investment opportunities out there. But when I see a chart like this, and there's also the story behind it that hey, look, more people are going to be traveling, more people are going to be, uh, you know, needing to buy gas. So why not swing like swing trade this? Um, there are worse ideas. You know, the the other side of that coin is well, it's already run up so much, but. Um it yeah. has, but look, stocks in uptrend. It's in an uptrend. Yeah, right? and I actually like I, I checked uh, Marathon today, like as the market was opening, because I like wanted to open a position, and it was actually one of the top like gainers at the open. And now yeah. I'm like, well, shoot, I can't buy my calls when it's already up five percent, but maybe I should. Well, you can do whatever you want, Aaron. Right? Yeah. Um, quick, quick programming note. This is actually going to be our last show of the week. There's no show tomorrow because we have our 
quarterly all hands company meeting. Um, I asked on Monday uh, if I asked you if you thought we should stream this the meeting publicly. That's not that's not going to happen. Um, so uh, tomorrow is going to be a bit of an abridged day on the live show front. Uh, we're going to take a, take a break from like. 10 to 2 or 10 to 3 on the live show front but um oh roy is it the the volume's waning that's not good i don't think and greg is greg way greg way greg Wet, kazakhstan yeah greg there's, way. there's some stuff going on over there as it, as it relates to uh oil pipeline oh you're so. Jay, jay's right that's where that's where it came from options mike gave it to us at the in the 16s and now it's at 18 so it's a two dollar move on a 16 dollar stock it's like 20 percent Leverage is fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what do I think? Well, there's a, so many questions here. I, I can't get to all of them. I wait. I want to look at somebody dropped uh, Levi in the chat. I have not looked at this chart in a long time. The company that makes jeans? Yeah, Levi Strauss. I have not looked at this this chart in, in, in months, so I have no idea what it does. What I don't doing. know if I've worn a pair of jeans since COVID started. What? Okay, maybe, maybe, but I don't know. I, I'm not a big jeans guy. Right, let's pull up my chart here. Okay, this is a weekly. Okay. This is a consumer, what is this, discretionary? This isn't quite here. It could be a consumer staple. People need jeans. I suppose. Uh, let's play the game we're playing this morning. What's the forward PE? 15. Okay. On a price-to-earnings basis, it is, quote-unquote, cheap, right? And I know this for two reasons. Let's, let me zoom in here. I know it's cheap because, first off, um, actually, maybe we should make this into a broader. Let, let's just spend a few minutes talking about PE ratios for a second, okay? Or ratios in, in general. Ratios are useful in comparing the um, valuation of stocks to peers in their in their industry. Okay, we we you wouldn't really want to compare the PE of Levi to the PE of Apple. Right, because different industries trade at different different multiples. Um, so we compare uh, PEs of stocks to their industry average, which is right there on the right, and we compare them to the overall market, to the S and P 500 or even the Nasdaq 100, if you'd like, um, as just a broad gauge. So right now, the forward PE of the S and P 500 is about like 24, 25. Anything less than that is quote unquote cheap. Okay, uh, P, uh, Levi's Ford P right now is 15. Okay, so it is quote unquote cheap for the moment. Um, the price to sales of 1.7 is awesome. I think the price to sales of the S&P right now is like three something. So uh, that's also quote unquote cheap. Now, that being said, let's go back to the chart. Look at these. So Levi as a quote unquote value stock. Um, Intraday, I'm not seeing anything there. Let's go to the daily. If you wanted to take a long, I suppose you, you, you I suppose you could because you got some support at what's that, 20, uh, 22, right? Yeah. Uh, for a short, I don't know. I, I don't really know what to make of this chart, honestly. Yeah, Mitch Olson in the chat saying we should look at the margins too. I don't know. I mean, Spencer, zoom back out on this chart for me a little bit. Zoom. What, you want to do a weekly? Sure. Yeah. What better. I don't like about this stock right here is you can clearly see that top that we hit back in, the, in earlier in 2021, and it hasn't. 
Um, well, I guess if you, if you zoom in on the very end there, you could say that, you know, we've caught a bottom and it's starting to come up, but it's way higher than it was pre-COVID levels. And I don't know. If is, that, is that good or bad to you? To me, that's good. To you, that's bad? It's, it's good until the point where it hit that top and has been in downtrend since. If it was still in an uptrend while being at, a, at, a pre, at pre-COVID highs, then that's a good sign to me, right? The stock market's been so hot since the pandemic that stocks you were looking at should be higher than they were pre-pandemic because the market's been that hot. So if they're not, there's a reason they're not um, as high as they were pre-COVID. You know, pull up a Boeing, for example. Okay. Check it out. All right. So Boeing, you, you can see that there's the clear defined bottom after the COVID uh, crash. It was in an uptrend and then hit a point uh, before it got back up to its pre-COVID levels and then went back in a downtrend. Um, uh, and Levi, was kind of, was, it, was it the same? Levi's similar except for it surpassed it got its high, pre-COVID It got levels. higher, right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. That, that's a good observation. I think my takeaway here would be if I had to rank stocks to buy, Levi would be above almost any tech stock right that does that doesn't mean i would buy it but i would definitely I'd, i would buy levi before i buy roblox unity well i think right now zoom any any of that stuff you know i don't know I, mean? I think i think right now just with the uncertainty of the market the, and potentially what we're going to see in the next couple of weeks that value names will just be safer even if they also if they go down they're not going to go down as much as those growth stocks yeah and i guess like on the surface levi is a value stock but also, it's like jeans. Roy wants us to talk about Hal. Is that Halliburton? Yeah. Shout oil. out Dick Cheney. Oil, baby. Dick Cheney. <laughs> Wasn't he like a big investor in Halliburton a, or something? He was a CEO. Oh. That was a deep cut, man. <laughs> Is there a, there's like a documentary about him called Halliburton or something. I don't know. Yeah, he was the CEO of Halliburton, and then he was vice president. Yeah. Um, and no, then, con- no conflict. And then mysteriously, Halliburton got a bunch of oil contracts. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Uh, Halliburton chart looks not bad. They all look not bad, honestly. All these all these oil charts. Exxon Mobil is sort of the bellwether there, right? You can look at Exxon or Chevron. I like uh, Tell right now. T E L L. I don't even know what that is. What is that? What is this? It's a uh, natural gas play. I've never heard of this. Yeah. All right. This thing. This thing. I might adjust my 2021 stock of the year to Tell. What? Well, I, I already forgot what I put. Uh, it's in the it's in the sheet. Wait, Igor, what what did I? Uh, oh, I put run. How's run doing? Probably not well. I'm probably off to a bad start on the on the stock of the year. Igor says I was wrong. What was I wrong about? How is run doing? I have the spreadsheet open still. Uh, I I can put the link back in the uh, in the chat. Yeah, Igor, what was Spencer wrong about? We need to apologize. My 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 stock of the year was not a stock. It was an ETF, and it's it's MSOS, and it's it's uh, it's also let's get off the weeklies here. Yeah, it's also been a tough go for me. Um, if you want to play or uh, participate, I, I, we didn't cut it off. I suppose we, we can still pe- let people add, right? Probably, maybe. Do we want to keep it open? The problem is if we put it back out there, people can edit. Ah, oh, they're going to change. You know, like Shelly wants to already change hers. Mm, okay, I can't put it back in. Never I'm mind. sorry, guys. Yeah. But we'll do more. We said we were going to do more challenges in 2021. So weekly chat challenges or monthly, yeah. you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah, no, Shelly, don't cha- don't change it. I'm I'm gonna lock it down. <laughs> no, no changing. Let's get MSOS off the screen here. This is making me sick. As someone that owns. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Q Q's looking a little double toppy. The Q's double toppy on the daily. Like Q 
QQQ. The Invesco QQQ Trust, the second ETF ever invented. Really? Yes. What was the first buy? Yes. Fun facts. Q on the daily? Not on the daily. What? Sorry. I meant on like the intraday. Oh, okay. Uh, Sure. I guess. Zoom way in there. All right, we are uh, a couple of minutes from Luke Jacoby joining us, and then we have Vivi, uh, the bio queen, talking biotech stocks after that. So uh, if you would be so kind and drop us a like, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, Luke's not coming on until we get uh, – how many likes did he say? 100? 150? I don't even know where we're at right now. I think he said 150. 150 and Luke Jacoby comes on the stream, and we will talk. What are we going to talk about with Luke today? Well, look, he doesn't know what your stock of the year was, so you're going to have to come on and... and, and uh, re- I know, I missed out. Reconfirm with him. You want to come on? He's staring at us right now. What are you doing over there? You want to come on? All right. Okay, I'll, I'm going to get up. <laughs> Don't throw anything at me, please. I can't see. The, the, the lights are blinding. All right, I, I'm going to get up and... Uh, hot stocks, Luke. Dude. <laughs> oh man alright the moment you've all been waiting for hot stocks Luke Mr. Jacoby making his return to Benzinga live Luke how we doing today doing good man what's going on not a whole lot I've been going headphones off today because if it's just us two up here you, we don't oh. necessarily need them oh I well, but I'll put mine on I think it looks nice alright fine I'm gonna go with it casually around the neck that's the good look all right, so what, what's what's new in the world of Mr. Jacoby? All right, so yeah, let let's talk about let's do chat tickers too. And I got to get used to computer Spencer's computer. I got to find all my stuff. Um, like what's the screen share situation and that sort of thing? Luke and George Costanza right behind them. I'll get my Benzinga Pro up and I'll are, are I'll, you I'll share that. Yeah, I can do that. All right, you share. I talk. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. So, Luke, I I heard when I was out of town and Spencer was live with you, you gave your 2022 stock of the year, and I wasn't here for it. I have no clue what it is. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. We need some more likes before we get Luke's 2022 stock of the year. We'll we'll get there in a second. Um, But but I saw this one come into the chat, and this this is the one that I know really well. And, And I know all of these stocks really well. Um, and, and it was hood. It's the, the brokerage stocks are my bread and butter. Um, so, so hood that that's Robin hood. Of course, the stock has gotten killed. Uh, I'm going to throw this one out to the chat. How much do you think Robin hood is down right now since it's IPO? Not from its, uh, high, not after from that? its high from its, its IPO. Sorry, not, not where it priced the IPO, the open price, uh, all the way left on, on the screen right now. Uh, what percentage do you do you think that hood is down right now? That that's the question, um, and, and and we'll give it a couple seconds to flow in. Uh, let, let's talk about the macro and then let's boil it down to the micro. So 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 you have two things going on in the macro side of things, right? You you have general stock choppiness, especially among the small cap stocks. Can you can you pull up an IWM, uh, please, producer AB? Yes, sir. So, so this is the ETF for the Russell 2000. It, it tracks the small cap stocks. Look at this. Pure chop. Uh, thought we were breaking out higher. It was a head fake. We're back down. 
Why does this matter for the retail brokerages, the online brokerages, our Charles Schwab's, our Morgan Stanley's, our Robin Hood's, et cetera? Uh, a lot of individual investors trade these smaller cap names. When 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 IWM is ripping and we're seeing movement on the, the small cap stocks, that's typically leading a lot of the on, online retail brokerages. Um, so, so that's our negative headwind. What's our positive reason the market got killed yesterday? You want to throw me a spy really quick? Maybe do a couple day view. Um, we, we saw the market get killed yesterday out of the Federal Reserve news um, that, that we might be seeing rate hikes, right? You can see that the FOMC minutes came out 2 p.m. As always, markets killed. Rates might be going up. Uh, that is the rate that... Um, uh, or, or or that is for interest rates, right? Not great for the stock market, but good for some specific stocks. Banks are the obvious beneficiary. Uh, the the other big beneficiary is is going to be the online brokerages. They have tons and tons of cash. The higher interest rates are, the more money that they're making on that cash. So 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 that's the macro. Uh, let, let's boil it down to the micro for a second and go back to Hood. Um, again, that, th- th- those are the high-level thoughts in the brokerage space. Let, let's dive into the individual name now. Um, and I'm actually going to suggest a pair trade on this one, Producer AB. A pair trade? We're going to suggest a pair trade. So this is going to be two trades at once. Uh, and first things first, uh, happy Mohammed in the chat. Best guess of how much Robinhood is down since its its IPO. It's down fifty six percent since its opening print. Okay, fifty six percent is is where we're down right now. Um, so 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 here's the suggestion on the pair trade. Okay, is is I actually sort of like Robinhood long and Coinbase short. Okay. So so so, so these are two individual investor stocks. Coinbase has held up relatively well, especially given that that uh, you know Bitcoin has has been in the dumper for the past several weeks, um, and and Hood has been on that slow trickle of death, right? I'm not ready to hop into either name right now for like a swing trade, um, but but from a swing trade perspective, I like the Robinhood long in Coinbase short. Um, in, in in Coinbase, if we want to talk about levels for a second, Robinhood, there is no level, um, right? There, there's a low of today. That that's the only support that you're going to have. Coinbase, there there is some pretty consistent support in there. So, so we we want to see a break below that. But again, the 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 swing trade, the pair trade would be Robinhood long and Coinbase short. Uh, Long term investment portfolio, I actually like both of these names. Uh, in Coinbase, I do hold. Uh, in in the long term investment portfolio. So Luke, Luke, the only problem with that pair trade is that if the crypto markets get absurdly hot, we see Ethereum and Bitcoin uh, back at all time highs, and people are going back, uh, you know, to their buying. I think Coinbase and Hood benefit from that. So for from people just getting back into the market, you're saying? Yeah. Y- yes, but 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 Coinbase is going to be tied to the price of Bitcoin. Yes. Right. I mean, that's just the truth. That that's like an objective truth. Is is that it's going to be tied to the price of Bitcoin? Bitcoin's held up, or or sorry, Coinbase is held up better than Look, Bitcoin. Look here, here. The purple line is your uh, uh, Bitcoin. I don't know if you guys can see this well. Let me go full screen on this, or I can change. There you go. That's a little bit better. Color. Let's change it to white. Yeah. There we go. All right, 
you guys can see this right here. The white line is Bitcoin. The the bar the bar graph is Coinbase. Obviously, you can see how closely, even down to this little bounce down here, where Bitcoin bounces, Coinbase bounces. Um, but yeah, Luke. I mean, I mean, I like that because I think Coinbase is clearly in a downtrend here, and the only thing that's going to stop that is if Bitcoin comes back up. Um, I do think there's a scenario where Hood can do well while Coinbase stock continues to move down, but. I think it's just as likely that crypto markets get hot again. More people are going to Robinhood to buy Bitcoin, to buy Ethereum, and then Coinbase and Robinhood um, both benefit from that. Yep, that's fair. Um, all right, should, should we keep going down individual names, AB, or what do you want to do? Yeah, let's take some more names from the chat. Again, let us know in the chat. Well, here, I'm gonna, I am gonna. already got the next one. Yeah, let us know some more in the chat. What, I got what, the next one queued up. What already. tickers you're watching, and then, it, and then it, it, it will help us, too, if you add a little, like, Hey, I'm watching Facebook as a swing trade to 350. Then we know exactly what you're looking at it through what lens uh, you're seeing that stock, so we can try to you know gauge it rather than just looking at it. Palance here. All right, but but let, let's do this one first. Oh, let's uh, dash. Ooh, I haven't looked at dash in a while. Yeah, let's do our dash. We'll get to that in a second. This is a, this All is. All right, but let's grab Baba first. I, I, I saw in the chat somebody somebody saying Baba. Baba is stock of the year. Baba is 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 YOLO trade of the year right now. We we've talked about this one before. Ticker B A B A Alibaba. Uh, um, with Alibaba, twelve months from today, anybody who is in that stock is either going to look like a genius or an idiot. That's just the objective truth, pretty much. The thing's not going sideways. It's either going to get killed as Chinese regulators step in, they, they get hotter, they get heavier, uh, or the thing is going to get back to where it should be, right? I mean, the, if you compare the, the ratios on a BABA to, to the S&P 500, or if you want to get more aggressive to an Amazon, right? But it's still a company that's putting up massive year-on-year -year growth. Um, the, the stock is very, very cheap. Uh, and and so, so the YOLO trade on BABA, is is looking a year out we we did this at the boot camp that was, was december 24th i think is that right yeah. all right no i'm sorry no. december no no that was december 27th december 27th we, we we put the 2022 trade on baba in uh i bought in the live portfolio the 190 calls that are expiring in january 2023 so 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 their leaps were going a year out um so far very very good trade right when, when, when we're making these year-long trades we're not looking for that immediate satisfaction uh but but our average price on those calls for everybody who was watching that segment it was four dollars and 71 cents uh they are now up to eight bucks so so we're up about 70 percent on that baba trade again the the reason why i chose calls to do it is because I didn't want to have to put up all the capital if, if Baba does blow up over the course of the year, which is entirely possible. Um, but I still want to be able to appreciate the upside if Baba does get to a $250, $300 price at some point in 2022, which I think is more likely to happen than the stock blows up. Um, and, and so that's why I picked the, the, the 190 strike calls. Um, again, this, this is a, 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 an option that, that costs $5.00. We want it to get up to $50, $60, $70 a contract, and, and we'll be looking very well there. I like that. I, I've been talking about Baba since it dipped below like 180 shout out, shout out Doug Smith. Free Jack Ma. Free Jack Ma. Where is Jack Ma? I don't know. Have you guys... All right, I got I to gotta pull this Anybody up. Anybody spotted Jack Ma recently? This is the coolest... I mean, here. 
Find show me a cooler CEO than this. Look at this. I mean, where where's Jack Ma? We need Jack Ma back, and then Baba's back to two fifty. Easy. Yes. yes, I mean he's done a great job building that company. He scares babies. Um, you know, free Jack Ma. All right, what are some of the other ones? Uh, DoorDash? Yeah, we, we got to talk about DoorDash. Let me get my Benzinga Pro pulled back up. I love to hate all of these stocks. DoorDash, uh, Grubhub got bought out, isn't a stock anymore, but I, I used to short uh, G-Hub all the time. Um, so revenue, revenue growth is stalled. Wait, oh, that's Spencer's. Yeah, go 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 to the income statement if you don't mind. No, I got it. I'm talking. He's sharing financials. All right. So 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 revenue growth is slowed. We annualized the most recent quarter. We're looking at five billion dollars a year of revenue. Um, hold on, a market cap of forty-four billion. So that's nine times sales. Ugh. Ugh. I oh, Dash like is up eight percent on the day. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, look at this downtrend it's in though. We can see it. It it blew past this previous support of of one thirty six. It, it got down all the way to like one thirty before it bounced one twenty eight, and it bounced ten dollars. Uh, I think this is still in the downtrend. I think this is just a bounce. I, I don't think this is a, a sign of reversal. Yeah. Here, here, here's what I'm thinking about because I'm I'm typically leading. Uh, with, with, with the fundamentals first approach, we, we have revenue growth is slowed, right? Slowed to a trickle. Quarter over quarter was pretty much exactly flat. Uh, the stock is still trading at nine times sales. I don't love that. Um, we, we look down the income statement. Yes, it's, it's def- technically has, has negative net income. It's unprofitable. But the company is putting up uh, uh, operating cash flow, so so there's probably like a, like a lot of non non cash expenses in there, stock based compensation, that sort of thing, which which, which is always irrelevant to me. Um, but I don't love it, man. No, I don't like Dash here either. Let, let's throw this one out to the chat. Dash, if you guys like Dash, drop the one in the chat. If not, drop the two. I like this though. Someone's saying 165 calls on Disney. I do too. I think that's a no-brainer. Okay, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like it more than I don't like it. I like going long Disney here more than Dash. I'll say that. But I think you can see right here, uh, Disney did hit a point at about $140 a share back in earlier December where it's kind of been in an uptrend since then. It does look like we got a little toppy up here at 160. But if we can break through this point right here at 160, which we've hit resistance before, um, then I like it coming all the way back up to the 170 level. So I'm adding this to my watch list right now. I'm not going to enter any call positions right now. I forget. Let me check in the chat who asked that. That would be uh, Junit. He's a Disney 165 call. I like it more than uh, some other names out there right now, but I think any any calls you get into right now are going to be risky with just how the market's chopping recently. Yep, that's fair. Um, uh, gambling stocks, producer AB, yes or no? 
Um, I like some of the I like some of the like I like the MGMs, um, the Caesars. I like those plays more than the Pens or the DraftKings right now. The ones that have more exposure to in person casinos. Yeah. I like like the group. You like everything. So then why, we can just look at BetZ, which is Round Hills, uh, sports betting and iGaming ETF. See, that's a nice way to do it. Yeah, I mean, this one gets what, you. What's in that ETF? Um, let's see. I'll read you the. You pull it here. I just pulled it up. All right. So, so, so biggest holding Evolution. AB, so, so that's a, a European company. Then you have Penn, then you have Churchill Downs, and then DraftKings. So those are the top four positions. Uh, the largest position of that group making up about 4.5% of the ETF. So, so there's a good number of holdings in there. Yeah, I mean... What up, Matty Ice? Oh, well, well, yeah. Well, thank you, Spencer. While we're on the topic, this Saturday will be the first day for... Uh, legal sports gambling in New York. So one of the biggest markets getting into it. Um, I believe Penn didn't get licensed. So, so yeah, so, uh, correct. So, so here, here's what I'm thinking about from from swing trade perspective. Okay. So, so get, give me a casino to use as as a proxy, AB. Uh, MGM. All right. So, so I'm looking at MGM as a proxy, um, which MGM is is. MGM is okay. A lot of the value for MGM is tied up in real estate, which is why it's it's a little bit less of a pure play. But but let's use MGM as the proxy. Um, we are going to be getting earnings out of uh, MGM and at the start of February. It's February 9th. The company came out and confirmed the date. Um, you know what we're going to have into that? February 9th. So 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 what are what are we going to have in Q4? Q4 entire quarter, first quarter since 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 a lot of these states have have had gambling uh, that we're gonna have a full quarter worth of NFL games, and then we're also gonna have ramp into the Super Bowl. I think that we are going to get some very very seriously positive commentary uh, about sports betting throughout that NFL period and then into the Super Bowl as well. Uh, Spencer Israel also bringing up the point that we're going to have the Olympics. Is there wagering on the Olympics? I don't know. There is, but I don't think it's as as much as... Oh, we uh, are betting the Olympics, baby. Yeah. We are betting the Olympics hard, Producer AB. Yeah, so it looks like all... I mean, Penn's going <laughs> yeah. to report uh, February 3rd, uh, unconfirmed right now. But it's, I think all those stocks will... So it's really going to be the first... You know, either DraftKings, Penn, whoever's the first one reporting can give that strong guidance and it may boost the rest of the uh, uh, 100%. The so maybe we got to find which one's going to be the one giving uh, their guidance first in that first week of February. They're going to say, hey, look, these past three months we've seen X amount of uh, NFL bets. We're also expecting X amount of bets on the Super Bowl. And also this year, uh, friendly reminder, the Super Bowl, it's usually the first weekend in February, but it's a, a week later this year than normal. Okay. So mid, mid-February. I think it's February 14th or something this year. Eden Gardens and I'm bumping the bet stocks. I will F you <laughs> selling the gains and stealing your money. <laughs> if we had that type of impact, yeah, I, mean, I don't that would think be pretty cool. I, I don't think we have enough. Uh, if we can move MGM, at MGM $20 or, or Penn or DraftKings. But which one of these stocks are you long right now, Luke? If any, 
Uh, right now, I'm along DraftKings and Penn. Okay. In, in just the, common, the live portfolio. Common shares? Two. Yep, just common stock. No options, no, nothing nothing fancy. Nothing crazy. No spreads, no oh, iron condors. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. That, that's not true. Uh, I I bought some really cheap leaps on Penn. I, I mean, this is way out there. Like, I don't even know if we should talk about this trade because it's so much of a YOLO. Uh, but, the, but okay, this is <laughs> disclaimed. Definitely a YOLO trade. Pen, $100 strike, January 2023 calls. Okay, I mean, you got a Dirt full team. year. You got a full year. The stock Plenty will have to go time. up more than 100%. But That's what I'm saying. I don't even know if we should talk about it. It's, it's been done before. If I were going to do the year <laughs> like, out leaps, like, I, I would maybe look at the, I don't know, $70 strike price. And, and this is not like a well thought out, you know what I mean? It's not like the Baba trade where there was a lot of research and a lot of thought put into the Baba trade. This is definitely airs more on the YOLO side of things. Uh Geetha's asking about Facebook calls. Let's go back to Facebook for a second. We spoke, we spoke about Facebook earlier. Um, Luke, what, what we were saying, what stood out uh, to us today about Facebook um, is just a relative strength it, it's showing in the industry. You can go through the other big tech names, right? Look, Meta Platform's up about four, more than 4% right now. Uh, compare that to Amazon. Compare that uh, Amazon's down about half a percent. Compare that to Google, up about half a percent. Apple down about a percent microsoft so, so 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 facebook is a good stock right now uh i i think so so my opinion is is generally bullish on on both a short and a longer term basis Here, here's what i'm thinking about right now producer ab can you can you give me spy again and, and can you put on daily candles so so each candle is going to represent one day yes sir all right zo- zoom us in a little bit uh, but we have had a lot of chop over, over the past few weeks, right? Let's call it the past eight-ish weeks. There, there's been a lot of chop, okay? We're going to see people who, who want to rotate in, into safer positions, and, we're, and there's still going to be the demand for tech inventory, right? People are still going to want to see tech exposure. Fund managers are going to want to pick best in breeds, Facebook is is a great solution for that. Here, here's something else that I think a lot of people might not be thinking about with Facebook and the competitive advantage advantage that it has with cookies going away. Is is that Facebook Facebook is going to be the advertising medium when 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 browsers stop using cookies and and advertising can't be follow you around the internet and you know you're getting retargeted. Uh, you know, every site you visit for the first time already knows what ads to serve you, right? Google's already messaged that they're pulling cookies out of the Chrome browser, um, which is going to significantly impact the, you know, the, the landscape of banner ads as it stands today. Facebook is the play that has all that first party data, right? Fa- Facebook knows about you intimately and, and can deliver up ads that are going to resonate very well with you. Um, so, so, so shorter term, I, I like Facebook on, on that rotation concept. Uh, longer term, I mean, Facebook is going to be the advertising solution. Like, I, I, I can't picture any other way around it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Google will be a big player in the, in the advertising solution space, um, just given their standing right now. But I also, from a competitive advantage standpoint, I like the long-term bull case on Facebook uh, in regards to its Oculus department, right? You have all these companies out there, Sony, Microsoft, that, that have PlayStations and Xbox. They're trying to put out uh, the, the best AR, VR gaming headset out there. But right now it's Oculus. Right now it's Facebook. They're, 
they're ahead of these gaming companies. Um, and, and we saw over Christmas, Oculus app become the number one most downloaded app on the Apple App Store. Ooh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it shows how many people that's got, really got Oculus devices. Have you ever tried it? No, I've never have, and I really want to. I haven't either. We should buy one. AT. Yeah, let's we... buy one. Wait, can you come? Can you come talk about it? Come on. All right. Well, producer Aaron Thomas is saying he was fishing last night. Did you catch anything? He caught a nineteen-pound pike. Um, can we get one for the office? No. We don't have the budget for it. If we get 200 likes right now, Luke may consider. Uh, I I see ticker MDLZ Mondelez in the chat. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I look at the chart, though. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, that looks really good from a swing trade. (laughs) So so, so there's a really, really, really clear high in there at 68 on the dot. Right? So so that's the next level to to watch. But but the, the dailies on this look. This is what I love about Benzinga Pro. I don't even know what this company does, but I can go down here. Mondelez has operated an independent organization since it split from former Kraft. So I guess it's a Kraft spinoff. Yeah, it's it's a food play. Biscuit, chocolate, gum and candy. All right. I think they have Oreos. Oh, Oreos, Chips Ahoy's, Trident, Halls. All right. I I yeah. Whoever dropped in the Mondelez, that's an interesting one. This is very interesting. And, and we were t- somebody saying as well. Ritz. I, li- I like Ritz crackers. Um, we were talking about this that just right now with that chop that we just looked at in the spy, a lot of these value names are going to be a little bit safer than your growth tech names, right? If we do have a big red day like we had yesterday, these value names like Mondelez aren't going to be down. I mean, we can just check. We can see what it did yesterday when the whole when the rest of the market uh, was getting crushed. It looks like it was actually up. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I like any, I, I think any value names right now, if you're in a position where you, you want to take some risk off the table, uh, look at these value names we've been talking about, right? Marathon oil up uh-huh. 5% today. Um, Baba. Bob, you think, you think Baba's a, a value play? Ba- Baba's a value name. <laughs> it, it, there is value. I mean, it's trading at what? We said two times sales right now. Yeah. I mean, you're, at, you're at the mercy of Jack Ma on this one. <laughs> his willingness to cooperate with the Chinese government. <laughs> if you're betting on Baba right now, yeah, you're betting on a lot of things, and it's not that the company's going to make a lot of money because we all know that's true. We know they're going to keep making money. Um, let's check in Roblox. I haven't looked at this one in a while. You see that one in the chat? Yeah, RBLX. Um, I I like Roblox long term. Again, it's, it's similar to why I like Facebook long term. I do think that there is going to be strong value in the in the AR VR play by getting in early. And I think as far as metaverse stuff, did, like yeah, Web3 I, was, goes, I was about to say, did Roblox get a bounce? I haven't, I don't follow this stock. Did it get a bounce on the metaverse play? Yeah, I mean, this whole names? look at this whole like November, it ran all the way up to. So that was metaverse. Yeah. Yes and no. I think it was running up maybe before metaverse became. Or is it earnings? Let's see. I'm checking. 11.8, that was... They had earnings on 11.8, which I'm guessing is the day that there was the gap. Yeah, it's really strong earnings. Um, but then but then it came down off those earnings back to like 95 and then ripped all the way to, what, 140? And it's now back at 90? I, I like this more so as a just a long-term investment, right? Like I'm going to, this year when I, did, when I do my Roth uh, contribution, I'm going to buy some Roblox with that. All right, and, and then and then one more. 
Uh, pulling out of the chat, I see ticker DG, Dollar General. Dollar General. Quick look at the chart. All right, so 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 here's here's what I'm thinking about Dollar General right now, producer AB. So 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 if you zoom in to can can you pull up like like a one minute or a five minute chart? You give me some some intraday action on this thing. Yep, five minutes coming your way. All right, so here's the five minute chart. You 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 see that the stock early early pre market and then opened way down, right? Where we we closed, let's call it two thirty four. Uh, stock opens somewhere around two twenty seven. Uh, so 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 opens down seven bucks. Uh, it was down on, on a Wells Fargo downgrade. Uh, Wells Fargo previously right, waited or recommended the stock to as an overweight, changes its recommendation to, to equal weight, throws out a two hundred and twenty dollar price target. Um, so so again, that that's the catalyst that causes the stock to trade lower pre market. Granted, on very thin volume, uh, but then also also open significantly lower. Uh, the now is the stock is now even. All right, we're we're flat on the day in dollar general. Uh, Spy is also flat. So 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 while that intraday looks good, still we're at high of day right now. Um, I don't love that that the stock is performing in line with the broader market and had some some negative news come out about it. Yeah, let's do this. Let's. I'm gonna throw up uh, Walmart. Let's say like if Spy is flat, which it is, then Dollar General maybe it shouldn't be down seven bucks, but it, maybe it should be down half a percent or one percent or something like that. Right. Uh, uh, a Wells Fargo downgrade isn't as impactful as a Goldman Sachs or a Morgan Stanley downgrade, but 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 it's still a, a real thing that that traders care about. Um, so, so, so that, that's why I'm, I'm bringing that point up. Yeah. And so you can see, so I have Walmart's chart pulled up as a comparison and you can see they're pretty similar, right? When, uh, you know, dollar general is going down, Walmart's going down. But if we zoom in just on these past couple weeks, uh, we don't have this big leg down in Walmart like we do in dollar general. And I think if I wanted to get into this space right now, I would, I would, I would rather get into a name like Walmart or even let's throw target up there. Um, I know Dollar General and Target are kind of going to be different consumer bases, different companies, but um, see this mid cap stock coming in there too. TWI, I don't know this name. Six hundred million dollar market cap. We'll have to look at that one, producer AB. I don't know this one. Yeah, let's catch up with the chat, see if we've got any other interesting tickers being thrown out there. I don't know TWI either, so... Oh, I just got a big push notification, Producer AB. About what? Antonio Brown officially released from the Buccaneers. Oh, man. XFL, baby. That's probably the least surprising news I've heard all day. That's definitely the least surprising news I've heard all day. All right. Anyone else in the chat got anything we should look at? Easy Mike saying Uber's moving on news. Let's check that out. Uber, Uber, Uber. I I also don't like Uber. In in AB, I'm gonna pass back to Spencer Israel because I got a, a couple of things I need to rip. Yes, through. sir. Is that fine? Yep. All right. We're checking out these headlines in Benzinga Pro. Uber shares tick higher as trader Sarah Siti calls stock a top pick for 2022 on CNBC. Um, Easy Mike, is that, the, is that the news you're talking about? Or is it this Brazil? No, that's ceasing operations in Brazil. That 
Oh, it's happening right now on CNBC that she, uh, Sarah Sethi picked uh, Uber a, a 2022 stock of the year. I don't like Uber uh, as a stock that much, but I, I don't know what her reasonings were, Spencer. I don't know either. I'm not watching. You know why? Because I'm here with you right now. Boom. Do you guys miss me? I don't know what's going on with my. All right. All right. It's 1238. Here's the situation. We're going to have our next guest on uh, in about seven minutes or so. Here's the run on for the rest of the day. Okay. James Saperstein. He's the CEO, president of First Wave Biopharma. 1245. Okay. After James, one o'clock, we're doing our uh, latest segment with Trade Zero, uh, all about short selling. That'll be at one o'clock. And at one thirty, trivia, it's happening right now. Well, not right now. Right here, today. Get trivia questions right. Win free swag. Luke, no, you, I told you, you can't win trivia. What? Okay, he's saying that someone... Someone else in the office who has some YOLO picks. Maybe if we have time, we'll, we'll, we'll bring him on the show today. Um, f- yeah, he, he can come on later. Not right now, but later. Um, there is a, a, new Benz, a new Benzinga team member apparently in the office who has YOLO, YOLO picks for us. Um, while I was off the air just for a few minutes, I, I, I want to show you guys something funny that I think ha- that, that, that happened. Uh, I have to pull it up on my screen, though, so give me one second to do that. But, Aaron, I think... Today is a momentous day for me in my life. How come, Spencer? I think I have officially made it because I'm on Wall Street Bets. You are? I think so. Let me see. Well, I'm, I'm trying to find it. I, I got sent a screenshot of myself, a picture of me on Wall Street Bets. Was it in regards to BBIG? N- no, thank gosh. <laughs> Oh man, that no. It's a, to those key, who are who are asking, we are working on getting BBIG back on back on the show. Uh, yeah, you guys ready for this? I'm, I'm gonna bring it up on my screen. Oh, it's with Tucky. Yeah, share screen. Peter, Reddit. Look at this, your boy, your boy, me and Peter. On Wall Street Bets. I've officially made it, AB. Yeah, should we go full screen? I've made it. What did? Uh, what does this have to do with uh, Wall Street Bets? It says Peter Tuckman acknowledges he is a Wall Street Bets. He, 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 he's a meme on Wall Street Bets. Right. And the, the meme is that when, pictures, when there are pictures of Peter uh, as like article thumbnails, that's bullish. It's bullish? It's bullish. Okay. So I asked him about that today, and now there he is, and now here so I am. So one of your friends just like saw this in the wild and sent it to you? No, Peter sent this to me. Uh. <laughs> so that's how that's how I knew. Awesome. Um, whoever posted that, uh, thank you. I I feel like I've made it now, and now I can die in peace. And Peter's a great guy. So is David Green. Peter's cool. Glad to be working with them. Uh, Mitch is saying I should play the clip. Uh, yeah, I can. I, I mean, I, I can play the clip. Yeah, we got time. We got five more minutes. Yeah, we got a few minutes here. Let's bring it back on. I'll play the clip. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Yes, I've actually been told that recently. Okay. I kind of for the first few weeks. A little quiet, I didn't right? Really know what a meme meant. 
I mean, okay. I knew it was something that had to do with Red, uh, Wall Street bets okay. and Reddit, but I understand that I am the bullish uh, indicator yes. uh, in the meme space, and I'm I'm honored to be that person. Yes, it, it, well, it, it's only when your picture is used in in an article that, that that's that's the bullish indicator. Is, is, Correct. Is when your did it come used. out? Did, did, did it pop up this morning yet? No, no, I haven't seen it yet. So, uh, I all right, so, so let's, <laughs> let's back off on putting all putting our pedal to the metal on this one. All right, there we go. That was fun. Anyway, your boy's famous, everyone. I'll, I'll remember all of you. I'll, I will never forget you, Aaron. All right. When I'm famous, I'll, I'll remember you, I promise. And everyone in the chat, Money Mitch, Happy, Solar, Mark, Easy, I'll remember all of you, I swear. Uh, when, when I'm Spencer's famous. getting big time. Spencer's getting too big time for us. Hopefully, he'll oh, yeah. still make time to do this show with us every day. That's um, it. Yeah. Um, okay, so real fast, uh, just to put a bow on the conversation that you and Luke were having, uh, there are a couple of stocks that I'm just watching as my like bellwether indicators of the day. Um, beyond, uh, beyond Bed Bath and Beyond is one of them. Okay, we talked about that one already. Um, PayPal is another. Have you guys seen? Have we talked about PayPal today yet? No. Okay, I want to bring PayPal up on my screen because uh, it's 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 strong. It's a stock that is in a big downtrend and is having a very good day. What did Luke do to my pro? Did he do some funky stuff? All right, that's better. Let's bring up the PayPal chart. PayPal is having a strong day. Pronounced downtrend, strong bounce. Can the gains hold? I don't know the answer, but that's what I'm watching. I'm also watching cybersecurity. FTNT. Having a really good, the sector's having a really good day today. Like Palo Alto, PANW, up 6%. You just mentioned Fortinet, right? What, what's Fortinet doing? Up 4.5%. Up 4.5%. What's, I own, I'm long the CIBR, the cyber ETF. Uh, oh, what? Are you serious? Oh, no, that data ain't right. That's, having, that's up today as well. Yeah. Okay, so cybersecurity is a strong trade today. Cybersecurity, PayPal, and Bed Bath and Beyond. Can the gains hold? I don't know, but those are my bellwether indicators for the day. Is there a? Uh... No, I guess there's not. I was gonna see if there's a January sixth like anniversary play. Dwax down today. <laughs> there's no dude. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. That may have been like the most cynical thing. I, I've, I've said some cynical things, but that was pretty cynical. DWAC was down 10%, though, and it's down 2% now, so it's up 8% right. from its lows. I, I'm bringing us back to reality here. Let's move on uh, and move on into our first guest. Urban next, Ones. Our up. next guest of the day. Let's bring on James Saperstein. As I mentioned, he is the president and the CEO of First Wave Biopharma tickers. F-W-B-I. We'll get him on the show right now. How do I do that? Where's my... There he is. Mr. Saberstein, how are we doing today? Good. How are you? Uh, I, I see you've been lurking in the background for a while. I just want to apologize for anything that was said in my absence. I can't speak to, to these other guys, but I hope it wasn't too crazy. No, no worries. Uh, it's you know, my company suffering from the case of the shorts, which I know is one of your ne next guests. So... Uh, <laughs> Well, well, let's talk about that. Tell us about First Wave. I, we've had you on other shows before, but uh, you guys just had news. Was it this morning? I think it was this morning, right? You announced uh, the full enrollment of the, of the trial. Uh, let, let's back up, though, and then we'll get to that. What is in the pipeline right now? So First Wave basically is a gastroenterological company. We've got products for ulcerative colitis, 
uh, Crohn's disease, uh, uh, pancreatic and exocrine disorder for cystic fibrosis patients. And our, our product now, Niclosamide, uh, we're studying for COVID-related diarrhea. A lot of the folks who have COVID um, have been getting some GI effects, about 30% of them. So what what's the stat, what was the news today and what's the status of that of that candidate? So the news today was that our COVID trial is now fully enrolled. It took us a little bit of, of time to get that done uh, because of all the other, there's over a thousand COVID products out there. So everyone's been competing for COVID patients. But we finally got our COVID trial completed. We should have the final data in in about 45, 45 to 50 days. Uh, we're feeling really bullish about this. Uh, our stock, unfortunately, is at an all-time low, um, but it's obviously a good buying opportunity uh, as data is coming. We have uh, two readouts on data. We have uh, this COVID trial now. We're in the middle of another trial for uh, ulcerative proctitis. We hope to have a readout on that the second half of 2022. So within the first half, we'll have two major trial readouts for our company. I didn't realize there was over a thousand COVID, uh, COVID-related uh, drugs in, in 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 the pipeline right now. Is that 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 includes everything? That includes uh, vaccines, treatments, and treatments for COVID-related things. No, that like, just in includes their that includes therapeutics. The vaccines are, are a lot less. It's about uh, 50 to 60 vaccines. Um, there's a lot out there. Uh, I know we didn't talk about my background, but I've been around uh, in the infectious diseases area for a very long time. Uh, Roche, Bristol-Myers Squibb, Gilead, you know, some companies that your, your listeners are familiar with. I've launched a lot of products in, into the into the antiviral space. And you know, you, you've got to create a lot of uh, products moving forward. The vaccines are not the answer. Uh, the vaccines are very helpful and everyone should get vaccinated. But we will have to, as I keep saying, I've said for the last couple of years, we're going to have to drug our way out of this. Uh, we need therapeutics and we need therapeutics that work. Unfortunately, the first line therapeutics normally aren't the best ones. Uh, we're going to spend the next few years developing better therapeutics and hopefully niclosamide will be one of them. So, James, you mentioned you've been in this space for a while. From, from the data coming out so far, uh, do you have a gauge on if these gastrointestinal uh, effects that people are having from COVID are, are lingering beyond COVID, or is it just when someone has COVID for those two weeks, then they're having stomach problems? Both. Uh, you're seeing it with acute cases of COVID, uh, and then you're seeing the long haulers who are having some pretty bad GI effects. We, in fact, today we had a nurse uh, reach out to us. Uh, she saw the, the news asking for some of our product early access and we're going to the fda to ask them can we uh give these folks early access uh, she's she had COVID a year and a half ago and she still has the after effects of, of the COVID uh, with diarrhea you imagine having gi effects for 18 months it's, it's not pleasant. Uh, it, and not to get too you know into the details is that what it mostly is kind of like crohn's like uh Effect, or I guess not. Crohn's is more serious than, than just having diarrhea, obviously. But is that kind of the primary effect that people are seeing from COVID? Absolutely, uh, stomach upset. You know, the, in the brain, you're seeing the brain fog, and some people lose their sense of smell. I know my son has lost his sense of smell for about a year now. But 30% wow. of the patients are getting GI effects. Wow, um, I, James, what, what kind of Government incentives uh, are, or like from the FDA, are there in, in in place right now to encourage companies like yours to develop treatments uh, for for COVID? When, when I guess we don't really know 
how long it will be an issue for. But um, typically, you know, when you get um, diseases uh, or anything that are uh, that affect a small population uh, or are rare, the government will incentivize companies like yours to develop drugs that for them when there's not a clear or there's not a clear large market. And in this case, obviously, it's a very large market, but I. I just I, I, it's unclear how long COVID persists. So, like, what kind of incentives are there in place for a company like yours? It's a great question. So, even the Biden administration, when they when they came in earlier this year, they put three point two billion dollars aside uh, through some of the NIH programs to fund programs like this. Unfortunately, companies like mine uh, can't get our hands on it. <laughs> to be honest, it's usually the big mid-sized, the big companies who have a whole lot of resources that go in and grab a scoop up this money. In fact, right. the three three point 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 billion that I just spoke about, Merck and Pfizer got a, their fair share of it. Um, uh, so the companies that need it most, uh, like anything else, it's the free market that pushes things along. We, we go to investors, uh, you know, cap in hand that, you know, try to make our case. And it's always the investors uh, in the free market that come in and uh, put put programs together and fund those programs to keep us moving in the right direction. So, James, what else is in the pipeline aside from the the, the uh, COVID gastrointestinal candidate? So we, we have a study in ulcerative proctitis, which is the lower end near the rectum of, of ulcerative colitis. It's a, it's a fairly large market. UC is a, it's about a $40 billion market. So we have absolutely really good data there. Uh, we're really excited to see the, uh, this, this program end because we're getting good results with our patients. Um, and then we're going to go into ulcerative colitis. We also have another program with a, a product called uh, Pace, which is for cystic fibrosis patients who cannot uh, process their food very well. Most people think about cystic fibrosis patients as having a disease of the lung, but yes, the lung is infected, but also is their GI tract as well. A lot of these folks have stomach issues, can't gain weight uh, throughout their whole lives, and they need these enzyme supplements to help them absorb their food nutrients. So we have, uh, right now, what's on the market is a porcine-derived product made by Appy. Sells about $1.6 billion a year. We have a natural yeast enzyme, so we're not uh, dependent on pork pancreases and, and the pork populations. We grow ours through yeast enzymes, and uh, we hope to compete. We're finishing up our phase 2B, uh, getting ready to go into phase 3. And uh, of all these these drugs you, you just outlined for us, uh, what what is uh, which of them has the nearest term catalyst, and and when when would that be? I think the nearest term catalyst is the, the trial we just announced today. Uh, that's okay. we're going to have data hopefully within forty five days. If the data is positive, I think the sky's the limit for our stock. Uh, if you look at the the recent sales uh, projections for Merck and Pfizer, with products are truly quite frankly aren't that good. You're looking at forty billion to sixty billion dollars in sales for those products. Uh, if we show positive activity, uh, sky's the limit. All right. James Saperstein is the president and CEO of First Wave Biopharma. Uh, James, I, I'm glad we could finally get you on the show. It, 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 it was a long time coming. So thanks for coming on today. And uh, good luck in the trial. We'll have to keep in touch and find out how, the, how that goes. Thank you very much. Have a great day. All right. You too. Um, hey, uh, I wanted to um, ping someone in chat just mentioned this as well. Um, we are starting to see some, uh, some, some, some reversals here. Okay. So I mentioned PayPal. 
Um, we just did get a 15-minute, a, a red bar. We are red on the last 15-minute candle. Somebody mentioned Ford as well, Ford, which has been muted th- uh, throughout the day, uh, just made a new high of the day just now. So we are seeing some action, some movement. Um, the the leaders that had been lagging are, for the moment, back to being leaders. How's AT&T doing? It's trying. It's AT&T, trying. this stock has been terrible for the past, like, what, two years? It's been great the last week. Well. Uh, more than that. Last three weeks. It's, it, we live in a world of what have you done for me lately. Yeah. How about Verizon? And I want to go intraday here. AT&T's got a nice dividend, doesn't it? Uh, well, no. They, no, they used to. I don't know. I don't think it's nice anymore. It says 7. Let me find out. 7% yield? No, didn't guys, chat help us out? Didn't AT and T cut theirs dramatically, or is that somebody else? I can never keep dividends straight, especially if it's a stock I don't own. Uh, bull, yeah, Bull Bear Jeff is right about that. Um, okay, and then um, again, I, I mentioned, I mentioned. Why uh, I don't understand why AT and T? What they who they they bought a or they bought AT and T is who hasn't they bought? Who haven't they bought? They is bought it, HBO. They bought. AT&T, so I, I have some insight here, just a little bit, because my dad worked for AT&T many, many years ago. Um, yeah, see, 8% Divi. Okay. That's pretty good. It's, it's fine. AT&T basically was like your bellwether stock. It, it was one of your most valuable companies in the world. It was it was uh, one of the highest weightings on the S&P for, for a long time, and they went on a buying spree. They DirecTV. Bought, they bought um, Lucent Technologies, and then spun that out. But who'd they merge with originally back in the mid to Singular? Yeah. They they bought Singular, they bought Avaya, and they spun that out. They bought uh Dish. That was a really uh, not Dish. Direct uh, TV. That was a really, really poorly timed purchase. Yeah, they bought Direct TV right as like satellite TV was being phased yeah, out. That was a very poorly timed. And people deal. were cable cutting. Um and then they just bought Warner Media and now they're spinning off Warner Media. So, HBO Plus. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it seems like we, we were talking about this yesterday, Spencer, that content, you know, if you have access to good original content, um, that, that's very valuable in the long run. Yeah. AT&T has been an underperformer for a very long time. That being said, though, what have you, like you said, what have you done for me lately? Look at the last two weeks. Look at that. Same thing as Ford. Ford's been a laggard for how many? For, for two decades. Been a beast this year, and last, and oh, well, last couple of months. That's true. Okay, um, so you said while we were on with James that you bought some Airbnb calls. I did. You're officially long. Yeah, I'm down on them right now already. Oh, it's been five minutes. I know. Yeah, I bought the 170 monthlies uh, that expire February. The um, let me see, February 18th. How is Disc A doing? Bull Bear's in the chat. Is that what he said? He said Discovery? I think he said Discovery. Oh, gosh. Look at this. Look at Discovery and Viacom together. This isn't Discovery, the credit card company, right? No, this is Discovery. um, That's Discover. This is Discovery. Oh. The the entertainment. Discover Financial Services. Yeah, this is not that. Um, Gosh. The... (laughs) I remember while I remember watching this right this run up, and it wasn't until obviously afterwards we find out that it, it was it was Bill Wang. Um, I forgot the name of his firm now. 
Um, Archegos. Archegos, thank you. Uh, this made no sense, but every single day, these stocks were going up. Every day. Yeah, it looks a lot like the Viacom chart. They look identical. They're one and the same. They're both up there. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at the chart and was like, that looks like a... Yeah, they're identical. Yeah. Oh, man. Just... just I, I like... You have to wonder if they'll ever recover. Maybe they will. I don't know. But, like, that move made no sense. It was just pure market. It was manipulation, frankly. Um, and then when he got margin called, we came crashing down. Uh, man, that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. Nothing to do Nothing to do with fundamentals, right? Just pure market BS. But whatever. Let that be a lesson. Um <laughs> they're different companies, maybe on paper, but their charts look the same. Um, okay, it is 12.58, so what we're going to do here is I do have a... What time are we supposed to start trivia? Uh, 1.30. All right, I, oh, shoot, what did I just kick? I don't know. What did you just Are kick? we good? Um, I got one more stock that I like right now that I want right, to talk about. Can you about. bring it up on your screen and, or, and, and pitch it? I have to do one thing to get this segment ready. I'll, yeah. yeah. And, okay, cool. I'll be right back. All right, so... We know semiconductors have been hot, right? We know NVIDIA. We pull up NVIDIA. We know AMD have been hot, hot, hot the past year or so. Um, but TSM, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm gonna, we're, we're looking at TSM's chart on the daily right now. I'm going to pull up AMD's. Um, let's make AMD. I don't know why. It always defaults to this purple, and it's very hard to see. So I'll make AMD white, and I'll make NVIDIA yellow and we'll be able to see um you know exactly how tsm has been performing compared to these two so if you can see by this chart right here right um tsm did not get this same pop that we got from uh, uh that we saw on nvidia and amd so my bull case on tsm right now is so they're manufactured they manufacture for nvidia for amd that we're going to see tsm catch up uh to amd and nvidia in the long run i like tsm right now on a okay. swing trade um let me take amd and nvidia off the charts and we, we can just look at our levels right now i'm for it on tsm so we're currently at um let's see 128 a share we can go back here to our highs of about 142 I like swinging this back up, maybe not to those all-time highs, but back up to like 135. Thoughts, Spencer? Uh, there are many, many worse ideas than this. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, I, I can get behind this. I, I, I can get behind this trade. Why is it not showing up on my, on my pro though? TSM, come on, there we go. Um, say, say the levels again. So our previous high back there in earlier 2021 was $142. Yep. Um, I like this coming back, maybe not all the way up there, but I'm swinging it. I think to around 135 would be my price target. Where you would where you would sell? You buy you, you buy it here, you, you sell at 135. What what about a stop loss? That's easy. You could do that right below there. What's that? 124. Yeah. Yeah. We've got levels. We've got that's that, that that's a that's a fine setup. I I'm I'm cool with that. I'm not going to take it, but I'm cool with that. All right. I have no active 
trade uh, swing or day trades on. I am looking for swing or day trades. Um, if you see something, say something. Uh, TSM is not is not bad, um, but he doesn't love it. No, I mean no. They, like, I I have a very different mindset. Like, I don't I don't swing at a lot of pitches just because I like. A, what about a crypto a setup? Like, if we mean think I'm like, like if we think it. Ethereum and Bitcoin are gonna are gonna rip, you know, start ripping again. Uh, I I I don't I can't trade cryptos. I can invest in cryptos, but I can't. Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying a crypto play. So oh, either yeah. like a Coinbase. Uh, Give me another one, Square. Square. Uh, yeah, I don't think Square is going to move as Ma- much. Ma- here, here. Let's look at Mara Riot. How are they doing? What do you think about Mara? I it will be upfront. When it comes to the fundamentals, I can't keep any of them straight. Any of the miners can't keep them straight in my head. I think Mara is the furthest along among the different miners. Like I like Mara more than Riot or SOS. Um, I, I, I would just like, I guess for, for a trade is one thing I've never really understood the idea of owning a crypto miner. Yeah. Like well, why wouldn't you want to just own the actual coins? Cause with, when you own a company, you are subject to the, the risks of owning a company, right? Balance sheet risk, executive risk. There's no, there's no balance sheet risk in, in owning Bitcoin, Right. There's no, there's no risk of the, the CEO of Bitcoin getting fired tomorrow, right? Like that's not. Although theoretically, if you've got a miner, why I don't know why would that matter. But um, well, I I think the idea is, and this goes back with gold mining too. If you're uh, in the gold mining, the thing stocks, behind the thing is that it? Well, it's just that you you yes, you're exposed to some risk, but you're also exposed to a bit better upside too, right? <laughs> like if you if you have a gold mining stock. And gold's doing well. Then the company has earnings, and they report good earnings. And the stock, you can actually get better returns through some of the companies than you can the gold itself. Yeah, Fiat King wants me to buy my. I, I just sold my block. I don't want to buy it back. I just sold it. Um, yeah. Well, we're, t- we're talking about for a trade here. We're talking about for a trade. Um, yeah, I, Vintage's I, got a good point too, because on a, on a company like Mara or Coinbase that are very volatile, they, it makes them good for trading options. All right, that's a fair point on the option side. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, let's just stay, never stray too far from the scanner. See if we can find any quick, quick movers right now. Mm. Oh, let, let me, let me make this market cap way larger. Let's make it 500 million. Um, look at beyond meat. Look at beyond meat. And after this, we are going to run a segment with trade zero. No Vivi today, uh, unfortunately, but she'll be back next week. Look at Beyond Meat. Regained all of yesterday's losses. It popped on the news from Tuesday after the close. Oh, we got this big deal with KFC nationwide. Beyond Meat, Beyond Chicken, fake chicken and KFCs around the country. Uh, Bada bing, bada boom. We rally up to 68. Nope. Just kidding. Rug pull. Sell it all. Closed yesterday at 58. Now back to 66. Oh, tough. This is tricky. I guess you could try to. Is this on the KFC news or today or the or yesterday? No, I mean like what's it done? So when did the KFC news come out? You can see it. It was that big green candle on the fourth after the close. Got it. That was the KFC news. Um, this is interesting. This is wow. I don't know what to make of that. 
I guess <laughs> Beyond Meat historically has been a the kind of stock where you want to sell self pops. I guess I, I guess I can maybe try to put on a short here. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we could suppose, suppose we could look at buying puts. You want to buy puts on Beyond? I'm, Beyond, sure, I'm sure they're expensive. Beyond's a great uh, stock to trade options on. Speaking of that, really, very volatile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Okay, that's true. It moves, and when it moves, it moves a lot. Like it has like five percent days all the time. Happy, Happy Muhammad makes a good point, but Happy, I don't actually know that. Um, in this case, like we're talking about Yum Brands, I don't know what kind of international exposure Yum Brands has. I think I think Yum. I, I, like there's Yum China. Is that is Yum China just China or is it other international? Is it other Asian markets? Um, I don't know. I'm asking you. I suppose we could look it up. I don't want to do that right now, though. Um, I just don't know how much international exposure YUM actually has. Maybe they have. Maybe they do have it. I don't know. Um, speaking of food, for a second, uh, I, I saw Papa John's this morning. Not this morning, but today. Did you see PZZA today? Three uh, percent. Domino's too. DPZ, DPZ really? I did not see that. How's Domino's doing? Yeah, one and a half percent. Good day for food. We talk. I saw. I heard you talking about Mondelez. Yeah. Good day for food. Um, how long is the deal, Easy Mike? Yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, I I think it's. Um, oh, thank you, Happy. See, Happy just did the work for us. Yum Brands. No, no, I knew that part, Happy. <laughs> I wanted to know about the the U.S. versus international. Uh, Roy says Yum is huge in India. Okay, thank you, Roy. Um, Easy Mike, how long is the deal? I confess not to know. Sorry. Um, What's going on with trivia, Spencer? We're doing trivia, but first we have to do the segment with Trade Zero. So we pre-recorded this segment. If you've been watching our show for a few weeks, you know that we do the sponsored segment about short selling with Trade Zero. I've got. Uh, uh, the CEO uh, of Trade Zero and a trader who uses the platform to talk all about the basics of short selling, how it works, and and and, and how they do it. So we're going to have Dan and Steven back on live next week. But for this week, we're going to air a pre-recorded segment about how to control your risk with short selling. It is the most important thing, right? How to control your risk because, you know, in theory – Stocks can go up forever, which means your risk is unlimited. Well, they're going to talk about how to control your risk. Right now, here it is, zero, ha zero hassle short selling brought to you by Trade Zero. Welcome to another episode of Zero Hassle Short Selling with Trade Zero. I've got my guys here, Dan Pipitone, the CEO of Trade Zero, and Stephen Johnson joining me today. Guys, what's up? How are we doing? Spencer. Stephen, how are you? Very good. All right. We are talking about the probably the most important thing when, when it comes to short selling uh, today, and that is controlling your risk. We've touched on this in prior episodes. Obviously, when you're betting on downside, stocks can go against you theoretically forever because they can go up forever. <laughs> uh, so how do you control your risk when shorting? That's the topic of today's show. That's what we're, we're, we're going to get at. Uh, and I'll start with you, Stephen, because you're a trader and you're shorting stocks all the time. So um, how do you control your risk? 
Man, it's 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 uh, it's trading isn't easy. Let's just say that first off, um, and and we're always learning, and I'm learning now. But I mean, so I can answer it twofold. First of all, uh, for a beginner, uh, the easiest way to control risk is to short such low amounts that the monetary value isn't going to generate some crazy level of emotion where you you panic or you freak out that, that that's the first thing and like i'm sure dan will agree like no one no one wins when you blow up as a trader nobody wins like nobody, nobody no, no, no one, one whatsoever the, the <laughs> everyone loses, loses right because you except lose maybe you just lost your money. <laughs> the other end of your losing trade that person wins yeah, but yeah, other than that wins. everyone else loses so, so just to know, nobody wins. Like the broker doesn't win when you blow up. You don't win when you blow up. The, the, the idea is to keep everyone in the game as long as possible because in that way, everyone makes money. So the first way is to trade small. Um, when you're a beginner, the most important thing is to stay in the game as long as humanly possible so that you learn from the mistakes, you learn from the market tuition to the point where then you can find an edge or a profitable strategy that keep that, that, that you can profit from. But the first tip is like cut your losses at $10. It's all about percentage gains, right, Steve? You know, yeah. you're making those percentage gains. The dollar amounts will come later, but the percentage gains are, are what you're looking to get, uh, especially when you're first starting off. Yeah, but I mean, risk management is, is, is basic. It's, uh, and I, I still remind myself of this thing today is, Whenever I look at any trader, I ask myself a, ask myself a few questions. But any, before any trader ask a question, what is the risk rewards and what is the probability it will work? Because if the probability of working is 80% and the risk reward is one for one, it's a profitable strategy. If the risk reward is, say, 50-50, but sorry, sorry, if the probability is 50-50, but the risk reward is three to one, it's a profitable strategy. But you just don't want to be putting yourself in situations where the probability is 50-50 and you can lose more than you can make. All right. So, Stephen, how do you know what the risk-reward is, what the probability is on, on a trade? Yeah, I know. It's, it's a great question. And one half of the answer is experience and seeing the same situation over years. The, the faster way to find the answer is data tracking. Uh, it's, it's essential to data track, especially to the short side. Um, I, I will I will track every gapper from that gap more than twenty five percent up, and I'll say what did it open at, what did it close at, what was the high day, what was the low of the day, what was the volume, what's the sector, what's the news, what's the chart history, uh, and I will know. Uh, like uh, once you've tracked for one month, two months, you can say, ah, this stock is trading exactly the same as that stock, um, and seventy percent of the time it fails at this area. So then you know, like this is me risk, this is me reward, this is the probability, and and that's stock trading. Uh, Dan, from the broker side, what kinds of tools exist uh, in within the platform to help people like Stephen and others control their risk? Sure. Well, we're always you know encouraging people to uh, you know to set tight stop loss, especially in the beginning uh, when they're first starting off, uh, whether that be a sell stop if you're long or a buy to cover stop on the short side. Uh, separately, we also empower the trader with the ability to have us kind of in a heavy handed way, a uh, manage risk for them. And what do I mean by that? So folks that come onto the platform, they can actually set daily loss or profit limits. Uh, we understand we're all people, right? And, uh, and so 
trading as a learning process, it's yes, understanding the patterns and, and, and some of the stuff that Steve is talking about. But it's also, uh, it's also very heavily reliant upon people's discipline. And so many times, uh, you, especially when you're first starting out, that's not something that you want to just leave to chance or, or leave up to yourself if you're not really sure that you can be disciplined. So we offer people the ability to tell us, okay, if I hit this uh, amount of profit for the day, automatically close me out and restrict me from, from further trading. Conversely, on the downside, if I've lost this amount of money, uh, you'll automatically sell me out. Uh, the, the risk system does that in an automated way. Uh, and so that, and it will prevent me from doing any further trading until either I ask, uh, until either the, the trader asks us to lift those limits for the day. It is their money. They can decide whatever they want. Uh, or if not, automatically the next day, uh, the, the restriction will be lifted and they can then go about their trading. So it sets some so, sort of governors that the trader knows that exist, that they have little immediate way to change that, um, w w you know, uh, other than interacting with us uh, at the firm. Dan, can you elaborate more on sort of why why it's also in, in your best interest as, as the platform uh, to not have people blow up on trades? I mean, as far as obviously sure, nobody wants to blow up, but like uh, if, if someone were to blow up on a trade, that doesn't, that, that doesn't mean you made out on the trade, right? That, that's correct. I mean, it's not like we're taking the other side where what the trader loses, we make. That, that's not it at all. We're a transactional-based business uh, for the most part, and so uh, the, the more customers that we have doing transactions, the better we are. Uh, and the more – so when a customer loses all their money, it does a bunch of things. One, leaves a bad taste in their mouth generally about the markets, potentially also about us because we were attached at the, at the time uh, where they lost the money. Uh, the, the trader is in just not a good space. Uh, you know, from the perspective of having, you know, taken losses that were potentially unexpected. But also, I think there is some level many times of, of traders being kind of, you know, upset with themselves because, you know, they have a certain rule set, they have a certain plan of uh, action plan uh, that they may not have stuck to, uh, you know, on the trade or trades that caused them to lose their money. Uh, so we're, we're, we're ever mindful of, you know, trying to empower people with information, with uh, with 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 stories of success for people who you know have potentially been in their shoes uh, at this particular point in time where they're either starting off or trying to figure things out and give them different looks and opportunities uh, to to listen to folks like Stephen uh, who have really turned the corner on you know going from figuring it out to becoming a more consistent and profitable trader. Um, Stephen, I I'm wondering what sort of advanced tips you could give to uh, assuming someone is not a beginner and they've done this done this before what sort of advanced tips that that you can give to people uh yeah. it's just risk control now honestly the most advanced tips are the the simplest and there's a there's a golden rule in trading of, of kiss like keep it simple stupid and uh and it's so true like and, and like just keep the rules as simple as possible because the simpler the rules are the more likely you are to follow them so, for example, especially for newer traders and even for me, like I've made this mistake countless times this year and I'm still like learning. It's like, don't, for me, for me, be careful, shorten low floats, like stuff like 3 million, 4 million, especially if you're new, like don't, don't rush to the door because with these extremely limited supply stocks, 
particularly when they're extremely highly in demand. That so, so for example, if a stock is trading 30 million pre-market and the float is 3 million, it's rotated its float 10 times. It's when the volume kicks in 9:30, 9:31, it's going to go through the roof. That float's going to flip and flip and flip and extreme volatility can happen. And when extreme mm -hmm. volatility happens, it's very, it can be difficult to control emotions. So I've keep it simple, stupid rules of don't short stocks with extreme volume. Don't short stocks with tiny floats. If there's nothing to trade that day, don't trade Perfect. for me. Put yourself in a country, if possible, where there's fun things to do. <laughs> like, don't be in a terrible, like, I used to be in England and it was raining all day and um, there was nothing ever to do. And I, I would just take trades out of boredom. Like, it's the worst idea ever. Try and, try and, the best advice someone ever gave me was Tim Bourne. He was like, make sure you've got like a freelance gig or make sure you've got another job or make sure you've got another interest. So you don't trade when the market's quiet because you just make mistakes and that's where blow ups happen. Um, do either of you have any things that you you found are like the most common mistakes either you you've made or you've observed or like like the lowest hanging fruit that you see people make over and over and over again? It's the 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 refusal to take small losses. Yeah, that's the the biggest one, right? People just let small losses turn into you know trader and account killers. Yeah, um, uh, a guy that I know, I think it's Michael Hardy. He, he he's well known for saying uh, the best traders know how to consistently lose, uh, and, and it's, mm -hmm. it's a really great uh, phrase. You've got to consistently lose to win. You've got to be able to consistently take losses to win. Um, and if you can't consistently take losses, uh, you'll just take a massive blow up loss. And and it's tough. Right. And and also for me, it's. When trading's going well, it's very easy to be disciplined. But when it's not going so well, it's hard to be disciplined. And, and this is something that I'm working with right now. It's like when things That's aren't going your point. way, it's hard to be disciplined when things aren't working. But it's easy to be disciplined when you win all the time because you just cut a small loss and then you take the next trade. So it's another thing I'm still figuring on my end. No, it's a great point because uh, sometimes your best trades can be your losers. It, it, it's Your best trade is the, yeah. the loser that you cut down 5% as opposed to down 50%, right? Uh, but I think people can be afraid sometimes to take a loss because they that's that's an admission that you were wrong. Correct. Um, but, Pride gets involved, for sure. But you, you know what happens if you never sell your losers and you sell your gainers, and at the, at the end of the day, what do you end up with? You end up with a portfolio of losers. Man, losers hold losers. Losers hold losers. <laughs> when us that's it though losers hold losers it's as simple as that that's good all right uh dan pipidone is the ceo of trade zero stephen johnson is a trader he uses the platform guys uh thank you so much for joining us today uh to learn more click the link in the description in the chat the link on the screen right now and uh, we'll catch you guys next time have a good one thanks spencer yes. be well be well steve All right. I hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, we will be doing those segments recurring every single week. Some live, some pre-recorded. We're open to your feedback, what you like, what you don't like. But the bottom line there uh, is if you're going to short anything, control your risk, trade small, keep notes, take losers. Trading is the art of losing in a way, right? Take losers. 
Uh, look at Aaron and I. We take losers all the time. I took a loser this morning in Zillow. Yesterday or two days ago in Palantir. Yeah, so. I got a... Maybe one day we should do a, like, trading tax 101 day. Because I got a... Well, we have... I mean, tax days in a few months. So before April 15th, right? We could do that. Yeah, we got a few months. Um, what's it? Uh, what's the filing called from your brokerage account? I, I, top of my head, I couldn't tell you. It's I-9 or something? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, 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 so I, I, that, I, that's like the worst day of the year. Basically, <laughs> I, have, I have three months to get all that stuff together. That's good to know. Well, that, that'll well, be a future Aaron problem. Well, well that's an argument for having uh, not too many accounts because look we've had this guy on our show before yeah so um in theory your your broker should should give all that to you your your broker should provide all that the problem becomes when you have like five different accounts at five different places and finding all that stuff it's it it, you know pain in the ass but um i will say this is not uh like paid for promotion plug or anything i it's super easy i found to do my taxes on TurboTax the app I have a I have a thing against TurboTax. Really? What's that? Um, I'm, the software is fine, right? It's easy to do your taxes, whatever. Um, but you have to pay for TurboTax. No, you and don't. I don't. You don't pay for TurboTax. I never have. Really? I literally just like hold my phone up to W four. It, t- it like scans it, enters all the information automatically. I no, click a button. No, no, TurboTax ain't free. Yeah, it is. I've never paid for it. Unless I'm paying for it somehow uh, that I don't know, like they're selling my data or something, which I'm I'm fine with. I'm not if I'm not paying for it up front. Okay, um, the thing I had against TurboTax was that it wasn't free. I didn't realize. I mean, I thought you had to pay for it. So. No, there is like a paid for. Like it always asks me, do I want to pay like thirty bucks or something, and it'll do, somehow do my taxes better. Oh, this year, Proton. I, I thought it was never free. <laughs> Are you kidding me? But no, but the bottom line is it's supposed to be free. Like, like it, it's there's it, there's a law that everyone has to be provided free access to tax software. Um, but TurboTax has gone out of their way to make it really, really hard to find their free software. Yeah. So, uh, see, this is what I always thought, Solar Up, that the simple version is free. There, It always asks me, do you want to ah, pay? Ah, like- there it is, Vista Wanderer. Thank you very much. Oh, so that's why it's always <laughs> been free for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to have trivia uh, in a couple of minutes. We're getting ready for that right now. We're going to have five or so people on uh, answering or running through some, some technology-themed trivia questions. Today is National Technology Day. CES is going I on. I did not make that day up. It is a real holiday. Uh, and you know, I want to see what, the, like, what are the highlights from CES so far. We were maybe going to go, but... We, we can't... There may be some trivia questions about that. Oh, really? So... I just haven't seen any like articles or anything come out of CES yet, as far as like cool. Well, stay tuned for trivia, and you'll things you, you might find out. How about that? Um, right, bull bear Jeff. Yeah, this is true, but also there is like a. But we're talking about too. Like you can buy that box they sell in the stores. Like you know, you'll see at like Walmart. Or yeah, whatever, that's what I always thought. No, I always just had the TurboTax app, and it it's like the Intuit TurboTax app, okay. and it literally is just. I I, I have a question. Huh. If I if you have the app and then delete it. Does that mean you don't have to pay your taxes? So here's what I always thought is if I ever, like, they came back to me and were like, oh, you did X, Y, and Z wrong, I could just be like, it was TurboTax. Like, it's just an app. No, I just, like, that, 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 dude, that does not fly. <laughs> that well, does not I fly. I think they've got bigger fish to fry. I don't think they're coming after me. 
Uh, you know that. Well, that's what they all say. I know. That's what everybody says until boom, IRS at and, your door. No, and it, it's like completely like not. I've always been worried about uh, like messing something up on my taxes, not in any like malicious way, just yeah. of me like not knowing the tax code and doing something wrong. Yeah, no which one. that shouldn't be. A, that shouldn't be a thing. It shouldn't. Like Dude, it shouldn't be the onus shouldn't be on me to figure out how much money I owe the government. They should just tell me, "Hey, you owe X amount, or we're giving you X I think amount." America is the only like they're literally like, "Yeah, you figure this out." World. Oh, and by the way, if you have trouble figuring out and you mess something up, you can go to jail or pay a ridiculous yeah, amount we, of fines. Yeah, we know what you owe us. Yeah, but we're not going to tell <laughs> you. Tell you you figure, figure it out. <laughs> you send it to us, and we'll tell you if you're wrong. It's crazy. That doesn't make sense. It's crazy. Uh, last, um, it, that's what made uh, that's what made twenty twenty like funny in like a twisted sort of way when they started giving everyone checks, right? The stimulus checks, and it's like, wait a minute, the system was not designed to give money; it was only designed to take your money or to receive money. Um, but you know, they ended up getting getting it figured out. But um, anyway, okay, uh, we're getting trivia ready, so stay tuned for that in like T minus two or three minutes. Producer Rohan and producer Aaron. In the are- meantime, we can talk about. Uh, we just saw this deal announced this morning that the New York Times is buying the Athletic. Yeah, I can't believe this. I I, I mean I can, but I I can't. So the the Athletic, if you if you don't don't know, is a um, subscription based sports news website. They went on a massive. Um, hiring spree like two or three years ago. Uh, It was a VC-backed company. They raised a a shit ton of money, uh, and they've been trying to find a buyer for a while. There have been whispers that they were going to merge with Axios. There have been rumors of the New York Times uh, that, that they were on and off and on and off, and will they, won't they? Well, today they will. The uh, report is from the information that the New York Times is buying The Athletic for $550 million. Um, and frankly, I'm, 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 I'm stunned that, that The Athletic was able to find a buyer. Um, they've got, let's see how many subscribers uh, does The Athletic have. I know they have a little over a million subscribers. Um, but I wonder how many of those million are paying the like one dollar a month. So I can I can tell you as a athletic subscriber, I have never paid the full price. The full price is I think for like sixty five bucks a year. I have never paid that price. Um, every year I cancel my subscription, and every single year they they get me back for like the Black Friday special, like one dollar a month, and I'm like, all right, for for twelve bucks a year I'll do it. Um, but I have never paid full price um, on their subscription. But uh, hey, props to them. They there was this whole like b- media blitz campaign a few years ago when they were like, we're gonna we're gonna kill newspapers and we're gonna bleed them dry. And yeah, you know, here they are three years later, and they just sold to a newspaper. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I think this move actually makes sense for New York Times. I think if you look at a lot of the traffic trends we're seeing in media, um, something that. Uh, USA Today actually did a while ago was they went around and bought all the biggest college football blogs. Yep. Uh, like SB Nation, like all that. And a lot of those blogs... USA Today didn't, didn't buy SB Nation. Or not SB Nation. Yeah. The, uh, like the, you know, the Scout. or the, Yeah, like the yeah. regional you know, college football blogs. Okay. Do a ridiculous amount of traffic. So I think New York Times... Like New York Times does its own sports coverage already. Yeah. yeah. But I think they're seeing that they're missing some... Uh, market in the sports media industry, and they're like, "Yeah, for New York Times, five hundred fifty million—that's chump change." Uh, it's not though. 
<laughs> it's not Trump change. Well, what is the New York Times uh, market cap? Let's find out right now. I'm going to guess like 30. 30 bill? I'm going to guess 30. So that's... Uh, no. Oh, well, way off. 7.6. 7.6 market cap. $7.6 billion market cap, $550 million. That's not a drop in the bucket. No, that's like... It's what, not ten, a drop in the bucket for the New York Times. A little less than 10%. What what was their what was their revenue uh, last quarter? Let's go to the uh, their earnings here and let's just look. Um, revenue okay, so that's basically more than an entire quarter's worth of revenue. Yeah, that's that that, that ain't nothing. No, you're right. It's anyway, not nothing. Anyway, uh, hey guys, are we good on trivia? What's going on here? We are in fact good on trivia. We are in fact good on trivia. Yeah, that's what we are. Okay, I hear. The voice of Rohan in my ear. Yes, you do. He says we're good to go. Uh, I don't see you, though. I don't see you. I don't see Aaron. And I don't see our guest. We have a well, special guest. Well, are you ready? Yes, I'm, I'm here. Boom. Whoa! Whoa. That was crazy. <laughs> hey Heyo. Okay, if you've watched our channel before, you know Rohan on the top left. You know Aaron on the bottom left. Sorry, bottom right. I can't. Directions are hard. Bottom left, new face. Introduce yourself. What's up, guys? My name is Jake. I'm on the newsletter support team here. Um, my first time at the headquarters, so just just hey, my hey, time. Jake. What real, up, Jake? Real quick, uh, what's uh, up? Good to meet you. Could you pull that mic like close to your face, like within a couple inches of it? There we go. There you go. Oh, That's where it's that supposed better. to be. Yep. Jake, is this your first time in the state of Michigan? It is, man. It's cold. I'm from South Carolina, <laughs> man. It's too cold. <laughs> too cold up here. Oh man. Well, Jake, welcome to the office. Welcome to Benzinga. Welcome to the show. Um, Rohan, you want to explain trivia? Sure. I will go ahead and do that. Folks, people in the chat, people playing with us, if you have not played trivia before, this is a fun little game we like to do to relax, unwind a little bit, but it does not lack in competition. We take it quite seriously, in fact. Um, so how does this work? Basically, there's going to be a series of questions that pop up on the screen here, and each one being multiple choice with four options. Um, each one with a number corresponding to that option. And <laughs> why would you do that? I didn't. No one told me well, I couldn't un, hit this. Undo it. What are you doing? I, I'll just do it. Come on. Jeez, All come right. on, man. I didn't know I couldn't click that button. I was going to go run and grab my laptop because I realized without my laptop, just, I'm not going to be able to get it. Just go get it. I'm not going to be able to play trivia. Just go get it. Just go get it. Just go get it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway, folks, um, back to what I was saying. Um, what you're going to do is you're going to type the number in the chat so if you want option two you hit two in the chat um as quickly as you come up with the answer because of course the winner is the person who answers not only the most questions correctly but does so the fastest so warm up get those fingers stretched out get that brain ready to move um because there is a prize on the line here spencer what's our prize today some free swag 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 swag.benzinger.com check it out Okay, yes, I see the cues dropping. Just like I see you, I see what you see. Cues are dropping. We're watching the market too, but we're having some fun right now. Yes. All right. All right. So if Aaron Bree is back, are we ready to play some trivia? Yep. So just to recap, I can't click any of these buttons up here. Yeah, don't. What about well, the you can do the soundboard. Sound ones? Yeah, you're good with the soundboard. Uh oh. Stop. Stop. Very nice. Do it! There's a, kind of a, do it. there's a delay there. Aaron, Aaron, do it. Why? Make your dreams 
come true. Aaron, why are you the way that you are, man? Do it. <laughs> I have no clue. I love it. I love I've it. I've been wondering that for a long time. All right. Long time. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and get us started on the trivia, get the countdown going. Where is my little scene that I've built out? Here we go. Let's go ahead, get that started. All right. With the little saucy transition. Oh. Boom. We're ready for some trivia. Okay, technology trivia. Um, Ta- Talon, yes, this right. is ba- this is Bazinga. Bazinga. Talon Bazinga. Bazinga. This is Bazinga. I feel like I'm getting kind of an echo going on. I don't know. Oh, I think it's probably for me. Oh, can you pull your mic closer and drop your gain a bit? Because it's going to like pick me up. Yo. All right, I'll read the first question. On a Wednesday at CES, BMW unveiled a new car that does what? It does one. I know. Run on solar power. Two, have one long headlight and taillight. Three, change color. Four, can also float on water. Put your number in the chat. Full disclosure, I came up with this question, so I know the answer. I don't answer. know this one. I do not know wow. this one. Okay. Call, call that bad boy the BMW chameleon. But you just gave it away. No, that's you just, just his guess. Away. That's just his guess. It's just a guess. Just said he I'm allowed to say what I think just, it is. I think I'm going to go with that one then. Well, yeah, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> Wait, chameleons run on solar power, right? No, they float on water. If they're dead, yeah. Isn't there like one of those salamanders or whatever that can run on water? I've seen a lot oh, of threes. Yeah. A sound bender? A sal- <laughs> What'd you say? A oh, salamander. salamander. <laughs> salamander. <laughs> I think we're seeing more threes, just with uh, with the little hint that was given. Okay, well the answer came in. Surprise, okay, motherfucker! <laughs> that was not the right sound. <laughs> Maybe you're the worst. That wasn't me. That wasn't Aaron. <laughs> that was Rohan. Right, I'll read this one. When Gmail first launched, how much storage did it provide for your email? One unlimited, two five gigabytes, three five hundred and twelve megabytes, or four one gigabyte? I think three is so specific. Three. It's I'm going to go with three because that seems like It could be one, like a, though. I feel like Google... It might no be a gigabyte, though. I, I feel like a gigabyte is pretty reasonable. I'm pretty sure they sent... Uh, they sent everybody to the moon on, like, a really low amount Do you space. remember Google uh, Plus? Is that what it was called? Yeah. Wait, Jake, what, what was your answer? I went with four. All right, four. I went with three. One gig. Again, no idea. Three was just so specific. It's such a. Random. I think it's two. I went with three, but now that now I think it's two. I feel like I remember well, when I. Well, it, it, I was not specific. That's just, that's just that's storage sizes. Oh, that's just how storage sizes go. <laughs> I, I I'm revising my official answer. To For those of you who don't know, uh, five twelve megabytes is half a gigabyte. But I did not uh, know this. <laughs> <laughs> 1,024 megabytes is one gigabyte. Yeah. Oh, All right. Man. Well, number four was the correct answer, not the one I picked. But to those of you who knew it was a gig, only four of you got that right. So wow. congrats. You are some smart cookies. Who's next? Email ahead of its time. Uh, Jake, take it away. How about that? What does the MP stand for in MP3? Man, music player, moving picture, multi-pass, micro point. What you guys thinking? Hmm. I'm going to play same music player seems it's it's obvious that right it's an mp3 but i suppose yeah. it could be two or four as well probably not micro yeah, point i can't if see you think about picture. it right i want to say multi multi-pass or micro point because if you think about it you have mp4 
mp4 is not just music it's video yeah oh. i would say it's probably multi-pass now that i'm really oh thinking that's about a good it. one aaron aaron's thinking Thomas, big brain well he there. is our you know it director aaron's so, thinking like, <laughs> okay i i guess two go with two because mp4 yeah it would make no sense music yeah, I'm, player i'm going with for two. a video file yeah, it's definitely two. I've Whoa! What? Whoa! Hold, hold on! Hold, hold the phone! Is that right? There is no picture in MP3. Hold on, Enver. What did you do? Is this right? All right, Aaron is doing some research to verify. Was this a trick question? I mean, it could be just a stupid name. You never know. So, like, <laughs> that's unbelievable. It's certainly possible. Wow. All right, I'm gonna hit this one. Um, in 1975, Atari unveiled its first home game console at CES, a show that happened not too long ago. What game was on the console? Was it Tennis for Two, Space Race, Pong, or Pac-Man? I personally have a thought as to what this might be. Um, I Wait, CES has been going on for that long? I guess so. It's a, it's a big boy show. Um, I, I guess I'm going to say it's Pong. What are you guys thinking? Interesting. I think it's Pong too. Do you know, Rohan? Can you guess the the first year of CES? It was Pong. I, I must say, like 1963. Close, 1967. Oh, New York City. Wow. And by the way, you said CES yeah, didn't happen too long. It's still ongoing. Ends this Saturday. Oh, there we go. That that's what I meant. I'm losing track. Right, of I came up with this question, so I'm not gonna. Ooh, in 2001, Microsoft officially unveiled the design of its Xbox console at CES. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that was an easy. Did one. you know? Do you do you know who they used to, which celebrity they used to unveil the Xbox? The Rock. Yes, sir. Actually. Yeah. I literally just guessed. <laughs> uh, Aaron Thomas, is this you? All right. Dot uh, at is the top level <laughs> domain for what country? <laughs> Austria. I don't know this. Australia, Argentina, or Angola. Wait, Austria and Australia aren't the same place? No, dude. Nah. Steve Irwin's from one, Hitler's from the other. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, it, it's not Austra Australia. Australia's AU. Uh, I'm going to go with Austria, number one. I'm going to screw I, 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 I put go, Argentina, because why not? Yeah. Go Austria. Shout, I'm out. In, uh, shout out to Javier. <laughs> Dude, wait, can we go back to how I just randomly guessed a celebrity and it was The Rock and it actually is? Maybe I've seen this video yeah, of him and Bill yeah, Gates like before. Seen it. Like he, he definitely just collabed on the Xbox Series X uh, drop. That's why I, you might have seen oh, it. Oh, man. I don't even remember what I guessed. <laughs> Let's see. Whatever. said Argentina. I think I said uh, Austria. Oh. Oh. Cool. Let's go. Oh. The obvious answer wins it. Congrats. I don't know how that was obvious, but all right. <laughs> Nice. We got the correct sound effect. All right. I'll read this one. Bre okay, okay. You go for it. All right. When did the first virtual event take place? Ooh, 2001, Ooh. 1993, 1990, or 1980? 1993 is my guess. Yep. 2001 is my guess. Does like a, a land party count? I don't know. No. I'm going to uh, guess 2001. That would have been 2001 anyway, or 1999. I feel like it's got to be number two, 1993. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go three. I'm going to go three. Or it could be four. You never know. I I just remember um, experience like see like, seeing video conferencing technology for the very first time around one and being like blown away. Um, so that's my guess. Back in go the three. good old days of Skype. Jake, what say you? Don't they I have virtual? Two. I went ninety three. My birth year, man. How to do it? Oh dang. Hmm. 
Dude, what, what happened to what happened today. to the QQQs? Yeah, I know. We're, we're nothing crazy. We're we're, we're, we're dipping. We're dipping. Okay, I'm we keeping an eye on things. Have a little bounce back here at the end of the day. We'll oh, ninety three. Wow, look at that, wow. look at that hmm. man. The strategy is at play up. again. All right, uh, how many questions do we have today? Do we know? Uh, I didn't really check to be honest. Okay, probably a couple more. Oh, this is the last one. This is the last one. Oh, yeah, Jake, why don't you do us the honors? All right, man, I'll do it. What was the first mobile phone with internet connectivity? Man. Ooh, uh, I'm going to go with that good old Nokia. Yeah, the Nokia 9000 communicator? I, feel, I think so, too, because I, I feel like, like Nokia's got to be it. I feel like Nokia was, like, the leader back then. They were. Motorola was pretty solid, too, though. I had a Nokia. Uh, my first phone was a Nokia. Fun fact. <sighs> My first phone was an LG. So, somewhere in my house, I still have the original 3010 or whatever, the indestructible Nokia phone. My first phone was also an LG, Aaron. I remember, I remember playing Snake on the Nokia all the time. I had a Nokia, yeah, yeah. I had a Nokia flip space phone. Invaders. I had a flip phone. Dude, flip phones were freaking sweet. Dude, yeah, they, they were. They, 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 no, they were trying to bring man. flip phones. That, that, that Nokia brick. That Nokia brick with Snake on it. Yeah, that was great. I had so much fun. Oh, that, that game. thing was goaded. <laughs> That was good. You knew you'd never get mugged or robbed because you're always. That was the meta. That that was the meta back then. (laughs) That was the meta. (laughs) It was Nokia. Awesome. All right, let's see who won. All right, let's see our winner for today. Can we get a drum roll? Let's go. All right, that that does not count. count. Ashton, (laughs) Ashton, Tam. Hey, but number four, I'll take that. I'll take that. All right, but yes, Ashton, you are our winner today. Congratulations on nice. your nice. glory nice. of winning Benzinga Trivia, today's tech segment. Of course, you know what to do, and if you don't, email shows at Benzinga.com to claim your prize. We'll put it up on the screen. Thank you so much for playing today. Where, where is it? How do we get it up on this the screen? Email. There it is. Shows at Benzinga.com. Thanks. Yeah, full disclosure, I bribed the uh, Enver, and he sent me the questions beforehand. That's the only solution here. <laughs> you still got one wrong. Yeah, I mean, this. <laughs> Spencer like wrote some of these questions, so like I don't see him winning. Tiny Pie, I'd never I would never get it if I sent. So I myself. That's funny. All right, that was fun. <laughs> All righty, All right. Rohan, Jake, Aaron, thank you guys so much for playing. Uh, Jake, before before we we let you go. Uh, Luke said you had hot stock tips for us. You got any oh, hot picks? Man. No, I mean no. the only thing I'm really watching today because they have earnings as bed bath and beyond okay. i'm just kind of keeping kind of keep my eye on I might, I might enter a yellow 15 call here to swing and wait didn't bed bath and beyond earnings already come out yeah oh they did come out okay yeah that was my this morning yeah dude i haven't i told you i haven't been able to look at stock stuff yet okay but, okay you know i'm not, not, not going to hold tomorrow. it against you not going to hold it against you um all right uh wait by the way do okay, we have maybe, any earnings or, tonight or I mean, maybe I don't know. Some a Q. I think Qs might have a little pop here at the end. Oh, we did get a little bounce in QQQ. We already got it. Okay. We well, I mean, not much, but it it got all the way down to about even on the day, and now popped back up, back up about a quarter of a percent on the day. Okay. Are you know who reports earnings tonight? WD forty. Oh, Someone man. said that was their stock of the year. Might be a slippery trade. Yeah, if you're still, come <laughs> on, <laughs> sneaky. If you're still out in the chat, uh, the person who said WD40 was their stock of the year, let let us know. You know, give it, give us your thesis on that. 
yeah, because yeah. nobody buys, because you buy it once in your life, right? Right. Like, how often do you need to buy? I mean, it's got to be some sort of like industrial, like B two B. I don't know. I don't oh, know. I, I kind of Spencer's looking at work sushi. my way through a couple of cans, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at this other earnings report. Tonight. Speaking of sushi, I, Aaron and Rohan, have you guys gotten lunch yet? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Kind of cool. late to that trend, bro. Cool. Are there, what, what are there? What other earnings we have here at the end of the day? Anything or after hours? Uh, yeah. Constellation Brands and Walgreens. No, that was that was that already happened. He had, he Wait. asked about what we have yet. Really? To, yeah, dude. Yeah, Come yeah. On. If we have anything after hours here, we do. We have a couple. Uh, WD forty and uh, Kira Sushi, which is K R U S, which is the or Kura, which is the sushi. This like Japanese style. Uh, sushi chain that I think is only in like California or something, but they're a public company. They report tonight. No, they have one here. It's a it's the uh, conveyor belt sushi. Places. Oh, that's right. They have one in oh, Troy. Cool. Yeah. Okay. We talked about this stock. Yeah, uh, I've been someone, meaning to try that out. Who yeah. was it? Someone someone pitched it to us a while ago and it actually did really well. After. Should we do some uh, boots on the ground research and go? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds I'm good. good. Team meal. Oh, Team that could bonding, be good. Yeah. All right, let's look it up. Kira Sushi. I tried to go there once. There was quite the line. Yeah, it's pretty That's Polish. Popular. Should we call? Yeah, they're they're busy whenever I drive by there. So uh, it's open until ten. I was yeah. just Any of those... I was I was just in Troy this morning for a uh, car. Oh, you guys want to hear my fire fest of the day? Yeah, sure. sure. Hit us. No, my fire fest was so I had to first of all, I scheduled this car appointment like to get service done, just like routine service for 7 a.m. I don't know what I was thinking doing that. I think I was like, all right, yeah, I'll be able to like get it done, get to work. Like it won't, I won't have to like leave work early. But who schedules car service at 7 a.m.? So that was my first fire fest that I had to wake up at like 6 a.m. to get over there. Second fire fest was the only thing I was looking forward to it is I have like an all black car that's been covered in that white stuff from uh it's called salt salt, yeah. salt. <laughs> <White> salt. snow <laughs> like snow and 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 the white stuff that's on the roads jake doesn't have to deal with that down in south carolina no, no. but no. anyway like who would think a black car could get that dirty but at, at the dealership everybody they do, <laughs> yeah literally everyone at the dealership when they do the oh and cal that was i don't know anyway w- w- the when you get serviced on the dealership they wash your car for free and that was like the only thing i was looking forward to I was like all right at least I, i'll get up and my car will be all like clean and stuff they finish the service and the lady's like oh by the way uh, it's too cold for us to use our wash today. <laughs> so. Wait, yesterday you said you'd be in by nine. I know. Okay, so, so here's, and, and, and so he said, "Here's what happened, Spencer." Okay, my plan was to get to the car dealership place, like in my work clothes, ready to go straight from there to work. What actually ended up happening was I went there like straight out of bed, so I was like a complete bum in the waiting room of the car place and i had to go back home after and shower and change and then i came into the office he, I, we agreed that he would be in around like nine today yeah and he strolls in at like eleven twenty-five, just like strolls into work yeah that was on me that was my bad yeah it's almost noon it's not free well it's it's so my car's a lease so technically like the maintenance is free but i'm also like paying for the lease so you already paid for it yeah I've, I've, yeah I've paid for it yeah all right I don't know. Either way, the next I learned my lesson. No more seven a.m. Uh, car appointments. Yeah. Seven a.m. appointments in general. Jeez. Especially not for you. Yeah, no. really. so, some of us can wake up early. Just yeah. Spencer gets in the office at seven a.m. like every single day. It's true. And he's here till like six p.m. every single day. Some days later. Some days later. Yeah. 
Um, Bob, but we, yeah, we, we can we can do that, Bob. Is that WD forty? Yeah, we can look at the ten year chart. Um, all right, Spencer. All right, Aaron, Aaron Rohan, Jake. Uh, not from State Farm, Jake from Benzinga. Uh, a pleasure to have you guys all on the show. Thanks for playing trivia with us. And uh, oh, yeah, that's fun. Thank you for having us. All right. Well, with that, we'll see you next week. Peace. We'll be leaving. Peace. Right. Cool. See you guys. All right, we got 10 minutes left in today's show. Uh, there will be a roadmap today. I know really? ye- yesterday I said there was going to be a show, and then there wasn't. Um, but I have been assured that there will be a roadmap today once this show ends. Uh, if there isn't, I will look very dumb for the second day in a row. But um, I, I've been assured that there is a show. Chris is, is prepared to do a show today. Um, but I, but I think Maz, um, actually I know Maz uh, has COVID, so I don't know um, whether he'll be there or not. But uh, we are doing a show today uh, after this, and then after that we got at the close with Joel and I at uh, at three thirty. And um, by the way, um, oh no, I already mentioned the, the fact tomorrow is going to be a weird day. I say that again. Tomorrow uh, we're doing uh, pre market prep, then we're going to do live trading, and then we're not going to do anything live. Uh, show wise during the day uh from like 10 a.m to 3 to 3 30 basically because uh we have our, our quarterly team wide meeting um so uh that'll be that okay uh let's check back in on on stonks and see what we've missed here um where was that long-term chart of wd40 wdfc <sighs> come on like this laptop is is good but it's also slow sometimes okay yeah that's a great long-term trend that's actually wow that's pretty impressive uh what's intuitive surgical doing or no that's not intuitive isig someone just insignia. mentioned insignia so i'm sorry i thought that was intuitive what's the one that matt Koblex in seago that's different uh, it's different oh i intuitive intuitive is isrg right that was off by a letter um so wait is there news here uh, let's check it. Check the news feed. When in doubt, check the news they feed. They said in chat Wall Street bets interest. Maybe there was an article that used uh, Peter Tuckman as the thumbnail. Uh, maybe. Uh, so what I always do here in, in Pro, uh, when I want to see why a stock is moving, I'll check first a news feed from the Benzinga Wire. If I don't see anything, I go to a separate tab where I have a different news feed that is just SEC filings and press releases. And then I'll check that. And uh, on ISIG, I see uh, some insider buys yesterday, uh, but nothing, nothing else. So, um, okay, could, it could just be social media chat. Jay Rice is talking about the ten-year. Yeah, our, or the twenty-year. <laughs> the bond market is is doing some crazy stuff in light of yesterday. The TLT when it goes up, the Qs go down. Yeah. Right. But both are going up the last like ten minutes. Ah, ten minutes, ten minutes. So does it's it's not it's not inversely correlated all the time. Just most of the time. It most most of the time it works every time. That's it. That's it. Um, but let me just make sure we didn't miss any like big movers or big news. Um, I don't think so. Keeping an eye on the broad market here. We spent a lot of time on the queues today, but how's the Russell doing? Man, I miss. I want some more. Uh, oh, you know what we should talk about? Well, we got seven minutes left. What, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Fubo. Okay. 
This Gr- thing. Growth. It's a growth stock. That's all there is this to say. This thing is a dog. Man. You want to play a game? Well, what's the what's the PE of Fubo? Do they even have E? No, they, no, 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 no. No, they don't have an E in PE. So now let's play a new game. What's the price to sales? Three point two. That's actually not that's crazy. That's not terrible. Well, they don't even have a PE because there's no there's no E. They, they don't have Wait, earnings. Wait, what did I just saw? Uh, I saw like a report somewhere. It was something about some some sport where the the report was credited to Fubo TV. Are they doing like their ori- original media now or something? Do they have, like their own show? I don't know. Look, I I say this every day and I'll say it again today. Like. Some of these stocks that are in like just massive downtrends, 52-week lows, two, three-year lows, whatever, uh, there's, some of them are going to come back. I don't know whether it's Fubo. I don't know if it's going to be Hood. No one knows, obviously. If I knew, I'd tell you. Um, but like, you know, maybe a couple of these EV stocks. I don't know which ones. Hylion. I don't know. Rivian. No idea. But like, <laughs> all these charts are just so so ugly. And it's and and this is like a case where you can say like the price action is not necessarily matching up with company fundamentals um, because for a company like I I don't know I just have Hood on the screen I'm not speaking to Hood specifically but like you can have a company that's growing right now that that actually has growth but if it's considered a growth stock and it's trading at a high valuation already an IPE already. Then the market is gonna sell it, even if the company is growing. EKS, EKS, in, in the chat, talking about Qualcomm and Microsoft collaborating on custom chips for AR glasses. So actually, I said earlier I hadn't seen anything from CES. I did see this, and I think it's interesting. But we've we've been talking about like smart glasses for how many years? Five now? years. Yeah, Google Glass. Like when did when did Google Glass come out? I don't know, like six years ago. It was terrible. Not that I ever used it. So Wait, do you remember when Snapchat had their glasses? The spectacles or whatever? I don't, I don't know what they were called. Snapchat spec. Yeah, they're coming out with new uh, <laughs> new spectacles. Yeah, those were like the dumbest things ever. But uh, yeah, and, and they were, I was doing some research into the Qualcomm chips for custom AR glasses. Okay. And the idea, what some like analysts that think this is bullish are saying is that the, the clunky AR headsets in the past were never of interest to uh, institutional investors because it was a really small market, right? You have like gamers that would buy these and that's about it. The idea here is that these AR glasses will be, um, someone was comparing it to like an iPhone that like everyone's gonna have these. Maybe. AR glasses. I'm not, I'm not sold on that yet because like I've said, we've been talking about this for years and years. Um, but Qualcomm, I, I like basically all the players in the, uh, chip space, semiconductor space right now in general. So I don't hate Qualcomm. I just don't think that the AR glasses are going to be the reason so I'm going to buy Qualcomm. This is how you know. We all have somebody in our life that is like way behind the times, technologically speaking, right? Do you have like a family member or a friend that is like they're still on their flip phone or they're still on like their iPhone 4 or 5 or whatever, right? When that person starts talking about Oculus and VR or whatever, then you know. That's your buy signal. Um, I will say, though, on the topic of Apple, like talking about, uh, you know, iPhones and whatnot, it'd be silly to think that Apple is not also going to have its hands in the AR, VR space with some sort of products. You're right. It's a safe assumption. They're everywhere. 
Apple uh, is every Apple. Thank thank you for that, Kevin. I didn't I didn't remember. I now that you mentioned that, it rings a bell. But um, I Apple right now is probably working on stuff we've never even heard of. Apple? Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for sure. Like the next metaverse, Apple's already working on. Um, somebody mentioned space. Uh, I think oh, J- Master of Stonks. Do you like the Oculus? We're trying to get one for the office, but uh, <laughs> undecided right now. TBD. TBD. Jay mentioned space uh, broke and made a new all-time low. I'm on record as saying I think space is a zero. And when I say okay. zero, when I say zero, I don't mean like zero. Do- I mean like you know fifty cents or below a dollar. Is, is what I mean. That to me, that's Viacom and Warner seek to sell the CW. That nah, who cares? I don't know. Um, like not, I, I, not like, us, like I, I, I think space could, could go to a dollar, which is functionally zero. Right? When you were at sixty and you go to a dollar, I just dude, it was a, it was a spec, right? Yeah. It, it what, was, is there any spec that's like doing well right now? Yeah, there are a couple. Who? Um, well, MP. I don't know about today. Um. Uh, and, yeah. Okay. MP is holding up. Uh, Rivian was holding up. Not. It's not. It's off its highs, but it's. Oh, not Rivian. I'm sorry. I'm. I. I'm, I meant. Um. What's the other one? God damn it. What's the other? Not Rivian. Lucid. Thank you. Lucid. Wait. What? Uh. I, I'm bull bear Jeff. I'm not familiar with what Qualcomm did in 2000. Is that bullish or bearish for Nvidia? Well, Qualcomm was like peak dot com like bubble like territory like, so is he saying nvidia is bubbling or is he saying nvidia is the best stock in the world let's pull up a monthly chart of qualcomm if you bought qualcomm and dot com peak it took you 20 years to get your money back so yeah oh you guys can't see my chart that would help spencer there you go there are a lot of stocks that took 20 years to get, to get your or microsoft took 15 i think uh, Cisco, we still haven't gotten it back yet. Intel, haven't gotten it back yet. Um, yeah. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. I don't like anything bearish for NVIDIA. All right, that's a wrap on today's show. It's one fifty nine. We got the roadmap coming up live next. Stay tuned for that. I, I think the stream will end and redirect to that stream. I hope it does. I guess one of us should check to make sure it does, but... Um, pretty sure it will anyway thanks to our guest today uh luke jacoby james saperstein uh thanks to jake benzinga's newest team member for hanging out with us today doing trivia aaron rohan uh, f- uh thanks to them as well uh we will get vivi back on this show next week she did, did not see my uh my note to her this morning so miscommunication on our end but we'll, we'll make sure to get vivi back on the show next week uh how are we doing on likes today we are at I don't know. I'm looking right now. We're at 158. All right. We should get to 300 likes. We should do it. Let's all, and I'm going to do it too. I'm going to go to YouTube.com, and I'm going to hit. Oh, it's already checked for me, so I already liked it. All right. 161. Let's get to 300. We can do it. This is our last Benzinga Live of the week. No show tomorrow. This is your last chance to like us until Monday. Get your likes in now. Love you guys. All right. That's a wrap. The Roadmap with Chris Kaji coming up live next. Talking NFTs. What is to come in NFT land this year? Chris has the answers.